What's aged worse, GoldenEye 007 for N64 or James Bond himself? And what does it even mean to age well? Plus, soundtrack, slap fights, and screen peeking. I'm the Well-Read Mage, and this is MageCast. Travel backward through memory with me to the mid to late 90s. 1997, roughly, when GoldenEye 007 hit the planet like a laser out of space. Everybody was playing this game. The numbers bear that out. As a first-person shooter for a console, not a PC, it kicked off a new branch of games development it would influence on into the new millennium. Everyone played it, but not everyone had the same experience. To illustrate that, I've got a multiplayer podcast set up for you. On this four-player free-for-all of an episode, Dan from Retrologic Games, Brent of ABXY Reviews, and Aaron, aka Sanity Crypto, join me on the tangled path of rediscovery, picking our way through film and game alike, uncovering where we agree and where we disagree, and enjoying the hilarious early 3D chaos along the way. It's an odd job, but somebody's got to do it. MageCast is a podcast for the lonely, for those who miss the unpredictable thrills of human discussion. MageCast is the podcast for conversationalists in a world where we've already stopped listening to each other. You can help to support our efforts to explore memories, minds, and gaming history by visiting patreon.com forward slash the pixels. Patrons receive early access to new podcast episodes every week. You can also check out our headquarters at thepixels.com. That's the-pixels.com for critiques, reviews, editorials, and events. Thank you. And now let's start the show. Welcome, comrade, to MageCast. This is well-read Mage here talking to you tonight, sitting down with fine gentlemen. We are talking with Dan from RetroLogic. We are talking with ABXY Reviews and Sanity Crypto. How are you guys? Hello. 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 Comrade. Yavor. Hello. When you said we were going to be doing impressions, I didn't know you were going to be starting with impressions. That's oh, man, you got to be ready. In Russian. The this entire is, thing. This is MageCast. you got to be ready to sing. you got to be ready to just like any moment. Goldfinger. You just got to go for it. So. Bum, 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 bum. so we have four people on this episode. Myself. Uh, and three guests. So let's run through each of you guys individually. Uh, I would like to start with Dan from RetroLogic and that he's the new kid on the block as far as this podcast goes. Uh, I think ABXY goes back the furthest. And then I think Sanity was on a couple times before that. But Dan, this is already your second appearance in like, like one month. I'm a fan favorite. You're a fan favorite, back by high demand, yeah. Dan from RetroLogic. So, Dan, tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, what you're working on. And then there's an introductory question, which we don't get too frequently, but this is good. Uh, from Esper Dreams, what game made you a gamer? Oh, wow. Um, yeah, so I'm Dan. I run RetroLogic, which is like a podcasty Discord community Thing. We also have like a music podcast that does music history stuff. Um, and uh, what? Uh, so, yeah, that's me. I love retro gaming. I'm a collector. I'm a videographer, editor by trade and um, freelancer. And uh, yeah, so um, go check us out. And I've been working on. So we do this thing on RetroLogic podcast where it started out as like a fun little gag where we'll play a game called the price is retro where we like guess the price of um, 
what like currently what the price of certain retro games are and it kind of blew up like yeah it's really fun and it kind of blew up like (laughs) now we're playing like a bunch of different games like that so i'm working on spinning that off to its own like game show podcast so that is going to be super fun when it actually gets like put together which you know who knows when i'll have time to actually do all of that but that's in the works um that's what i've been working on that is that's all that's all for me Oh, I'm waiting oh, the, and the, yeah, game, yeah. the gamer. The Turn gamer. me into a gamer. Probably Donkey Kong Country. Like that. Ooh. Uh, that I got my Super Nintendo for Christmas. It was the Donkey Kong Country bundle because I played the game at my cousin's house like that summer and freaked out because I was like, what is this? What? what? Super <laughs> Nintendo. <clears throat> it looked amazing. Like I was like, why am I playing a Pixar movie? Like what's happening right now? Um, oh, yeah. So I begged my dad for Donkey Kong Country. And uh, nice. yeah, he came through, and uh, the rest is history. Awesome. What a game. I mean, still the best soundtrack on the Super Nintendo. I will not be taking arguments on that. Oh, no. It oh. is pretty killer. It is. I mean, killer. I'm sure I'd have some arguments, but it, I'm not going to. We could have absolutely. arguments. It's phenomenal. It Let's not get into <laughs> it. Is, at, it's good. At the very least, it slaps too hard. So good. Top 10. Yeah. Top ten. Top three. It's one of the best. Top definitely. three? Top Ooh. three. Easy top three. Look, top ten. I'm not here to start our argument. I'm telling you <laughs> definitively. For the rest of the show. <laughs> <laughs> top 100. All right. Next guest here, we've got Sanity Crypto, Hello. a.k.a. Aaron. Uh, Aaron, how are you? I'm doing great and good to be here with all these fine gentlemen. Yeah, thanks for coming back on the show. Uh, we last had you on previously in Aaron's life. Uh, previously we- on Magecast. Oh, there it is. I'm going <laughs> to use that sound clip. Oh, River City Girls <laughs> yes. we talked yes. about last time. Uh, yeah, and I got to replay that a few times after we did that episode just because yeah. I was like, I know there's more to unpack here, but I really want to do the co-op because I've only played a single player in that game. Oh, man. Really deserves the co-op. Yes. Okay. Have you seen River City Girls Zero that was announced by Limited Run? I did not. First time localized in the West, my friend. It's a Super Famicom game. Uh, they added some wow. uh, animated cutscenes. Megan McDuffie did a song for it. Definitely going to pick that up. Uh, oh, yeah, that's highly hot. Recommend it. Yeah. Hopefully, fingers crossed, it's got online co op. Um, but unfortunately, we can't talk about River City Girls' awesome game. Uh, no, go back and listen to that pod, though. It was great. Definitely. Yeah, <laughs> please do. Uh, if only just for Sanity's voice. Uh, so, mm. Aaron, would you please <laughs> tell us uh, a little bit about who you are, what you might be working on, and what game made you a gamer? Uh, yes. So I go by Sanity Crypto on all of the social media platforms, and I've been a gamer as long as I can remember. I was uh, – I was – speaking DOS as I was learning to speak actual human <laughs> English. Uh, so it was, uh, I was raised on computers and then got to console gaming and it's been a part of my life ever since. Um, I'm obsessed with uh, retro games still. Uh, the future of gaming and VR is definitely a hyper focus of mine. I've been a VR junkie for uh, quite a long time, probably the last three and a half, four years, as soon as it got worth playing. Cause in the nineties it was atrocious. Um, 
But so we actually, me and my uh, co-host Daniel, uh, we do it's VR a podcast. It's virtually a podcast uh, twice a week on Twitch, and it is uh, unlike this show that is family friendly. It is uh, quite for adults. Uh, so it's uh, we talk about crazy news, a lot of gaming stuff, a lot of tech news, VR of course, and then. Uh, just really crazy stories on the internet, uh, including crazy videos, which the internet has an endless supply of. Yeah, <laughs> well, it's uh, it's Florida man type news. It, it's it is definitely yeah. Florida man content, Ooh, and, yeah. and yeah. thank you, Florida, for giving us so much content. <laughs> uh, aside from that, I'm looking forward to soon starting to because I do have crypto in my name. I'm soon starting a new job as a cryptocurrency news anchor for a new show coming up. So I'm excited about that project. And that should be, yeah, that should be coming up honestly in about a month from when this podcast will air. Wow. On CNN? Uh, Not yet. It'll start on YouTube and then it's going to go to streaming (laughs) platforms. And then the sky's the limit. There you go. That's ambition. Awesome. Awesome, awesome. Uh, and the game. The game. The game that made me a gamer. DOS and I was like, I'm not going to let you slip with just saying DOS. No, uh, and the thing is, my dad was always been a uh, a big computer guy, and like he built his own computer. He built his own Commodore sixty four, ran everything on the floppy disks, all that kind of stuff. Uh, so, and he was actually the video game reviewer. I've told you this before, Red. He was the video game reviewer for Compute, the first ever computer uh, publication. And wow. he would come home, they'd mail him a game, and he'd come he'd come over and just toss it to me. He's like, "Here, play it. Tell me what you think, so I can write an article." And I was like, "Okay." So I did play a lot of those games that helped uh, write his articles. But awesome. he was thoroughly against consoles. He's like, Nintendo, that's an idiot box. Computers are the future. You can only use a computer. So I was deprived from the NES after it was out for a good few years, actually. Uh, so I played with what I had. And uh, I honestly, the one that made me a gamer, this is a very odd answer, I think. And it has to be uh, Beyond Zork, the text-based game. Okay, so, so I've heard of Zork beyond Zork. What is that like? Zork three or something? There was Zork, uh, Zork one, two, and three, uh, and okay. then there was Zork zero, I believe, and then was beyond Zork. So it's technically Zork five in the release schedule, uh, but it was the first one that wasn't just text. It actually used a little mini map in the top right of the screen that showed a square that showed you know which direction you go north south east west northwest southwest so that way you could visually see like oh instead of seeing like there's a door to your north there's a, a well to the south of you and it's like it, you could at least see where you could go and kind of explore that way and for me it was just really engaging and that game was really hard uh it was lots of lots of death and retrying and loading previous saves and stuff and trial and error oh you missed something about 30 minutes back so go back and get that then come back and try this boss again kind of thing and it was just it was really really adept and i beat it when i was about six years old and when my dad told all of his computer nerd friends they their minds were blown they're like i can't beat that game but i was obsessed (laughs) with that game i played that game every single day and that's what started me really like in locking onto a game and not letting go until i beat it or was done with it and that's it's got to be my number one beyond raising a progeny a uh a prodigy, not progeny. Of course, it was raging. Prod- <laughs> definitely prodigy. raging a prodigy. A prodigy. <laughs> uh, and man, the graphics are killer on Beyond Zork. You have four colors. Amazing. Yeah, so bad. You bet. <laughs> and then when you'd get hit by an enemy, it would actually just make your computer use the default beep. You know, just nice. because they didn't really have sound effects, it was just like the little warning beep. Wow. But it, it utilized way more than any text-based game had, and and the computer graphics on 
some of those and a lot of them were homebrewed. The Commodore 64, I do in air quotes, games were just like programmed by some guy in Tallahassee who puts it on some <laughs> bulletin board service. And then you type all the programming into your computer and you have this Snoopy game that is unplayable. So yeah. Beyond Zork was actually a lot more polished than a lot of the stuff out there with actually animated graphics or oh, what a some time form to be of alive. graphics. My goodness. That sounds, the 80s. Yeah. That sounds incredibly boring. <laughs> <laughs> well, in 1985, there was not much else. That's true. Okay, yeah. now hang on, hang on, because I think we might be revealing some ages here. I think the, I'm the elder of the group. Are you the, you're the, you're the grandpa? Uh, who's I think the baby 1980. Uh, 80, you were 1980. I was 85. Yep. 86. 86. Brant. Also 86. Ah, oh, we got two twinsies. Twinsy babies. <laughs> I'm going to go crack open All and right. sure. All right. Grandpa, you're done. We'll, co- we'll come I back am. to you. Go Moving along. Just, yeah. Slow it down. All right. Brent. ABXY reviews, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Brent and I go way back. Uh, pretty far back, actually. Time flies. So Brent has been on MageCast many times. Most recently, the Cuphead episode, Two Heads, One Cup. Maybe the best title that we've ever had on this show. <laughs> I'm uh, going to vote that as number one. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. Sanity, you, you came up with I Did It All for Tom Nook, Inc., which is pretty <laughs> that fantastic pretty great. as well. I was actually a huge uh, fan of your recent... Uh, 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 what was the last was one? The 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 Tim Burton's bug Metroid. Bug. That's the one. That one. That oh, one, the uh, Hollow Knight one. Chuckled me quite a bit. Because <laughs> you were like, "Yes, tear down Hollow Knight." <laughs> but no, I, well, yeah, but like, I just thought it was clever. But also, yeah, uh, that, that hey, game that game sucks. Thank you, thank you. Oh my god, we're, I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna reach through this microphone. I'm, oh yeah, and we haven't mic. even. We haven't even really started disagreeing yet, which is amazing. It's going to be great. But anyway, Brent, uh, welcome back to the show, sir. Uh, would you tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, maybe what you're working on, and what game made you a gamer? Sure. Uh, a little bit about myself. I am extremely good looking. Ooh, um, can't confirm. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, most head to- kills, best accuracy. Um, are you going to be playing oh. bond in the next film yeah yes uh odd job maybe <laughs> <laughs> gotta say though daniel craig set the bar pretty low so <laughs> glad somebody said it that man <laughs> is he <laughs> has the face of a sack of ugly yeah well so what am i working on right now um but his nothing, face really uh, but his face. Like- <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, you're going to get attacked it. by the Daniel Craig stand. <laughs> uh, stand girls. Come. Bring it on. <laughs> Bring it on. Anyway, Brent, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, that's fine. I'm not working on anything to be promoted <laughs> anyway for you to interrupt. So, I'm No, hang on, on hang on though. I mean, you, you you just started streaming, man. That's fairly major. Yeah, I wouldn't say so. It's very casual. I have no schedule. I just play sometimes and figure if people want to watch while I'm playing, why not? Boom. I recently played Hollow Knight, which contrary to <laughs> what someone recently said, is a fantastic game. <laughs> Top five of all time. Get out of here. I wouldn't say that. I don't 
something. I say so. that. Top top Remember three. Top, top three. five <laughs> top five games mentioned on this podcast so far, maybe. <laughs> Uh, and game that made me a gamer. Um, that's tough. I think the first game I stayed up all night playing was Earthbound. Ooh, nice. It's a good one. So maybe that top three. Uh, yeah, it was a great game. You got a lot of top threes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, you gotta have categories, you know, (laughs) top three games Uh, named Earthbound. (laughs) <laughs> one earthbound <laughs> uh for me what game made you a gamer uh so i started playing commodore 64 with dad and dos with dad and that was all right but nes found the home and zelda all the way i mean i i i lied that i was sick to stay home uh to play zelda i put bubblegum in my hair so i could stay home uh to play what? zelda i told my parents that uh link was christian so they would let me play Zelda more. Uh, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. I mean, he's got a intentionally cross caught lice. Just yeah. to play Zelda. That, hey, <laughs> that Triforce. Zelda. The Triforce is the Father, Son, Holy Ghost. So boom, yeah. and he's got a cross on his shield. Come anyway, on, guys. So. He's a Christian. Yeah. You missed a they whole day at school for gum in your hair. How much gum was in it? A lot of gum. <laughs> I have a huge <laughs> mouth. I mean, come on. That's self-inflicted. <laughs> That's like yeah. beyond anything I did. Plus, like, I mean, I had it was Hawaii. I have like frizzy hair. It was hair and gum just like for days so anyway that was that was zelda one was really the game that for me was the first that i really got addicted to just exploring everywhere and so i really appreciate that about games that give you that sense of curiosity give you the opportunity to make decisions in real time and just have all this area to explore it's wonderful uh gotta, but love, tonight those, we gotta love those real-time rpgs mm. yeah <laughs> <laughs> Let's just mute Dan <laughs> while we're at it. Uh, but tonight we won't be talking about RPGs, or will we? We won't be talking about Zelda or Hollow Knight. A dance like pre- Thank God. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we're going to be talking about GoldenEye 007. This is MageCast episode 68 for England Mage. GoldenEye 007 was developed by Rare and published by Nintendo. It launched in 1997. What a year for Nintendo 64. For real. Uh, To start us off, some rapid fire questions. And uh, let's just go in order of appearance. Uh, So Dan got here first. ABXY got here second. Sanity, fashionably late, as always. Uh, As always. The man's highly attractive, so we forgive him. We're going in age order then. (laughs) Oh, you're going in April. We <laughs> well, you and ABXY were born in the same year. What month? April. Also April. What? Oh my gosh. Okay, what day? What day? April 19th. Uh, 27. Okay. Uh, oh, so it is appropriate, big. it is. Yep. So it is age, yeah. Okay. By a right. week. By a week. So we'll go, yeah, we'll go in that order. Dan, ABXY, Sanity. Uh, Opening question here that kind of leads us into these rapid fire questions. Carrie eighty six asks, "Which is your favorite Bond and why?" Uh, we may not get to the whys. There's a lot to unpack there. But what is your favorite Bond film, Dan? <clears throat> favorite Bond film? Oh my gosh! Um, oh, this is rapid fire, dude. First geez. thing that comes to mind. Okay, Come on, uh, Doctor No. Okay, uh, ABXY favorite Bond film? Goldfinger. Ooh, Sanity Bond film. Uh, Moonraker. Oh, no way. And for me, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Moonraker sucks. <laughs> that was per- I was a kid and it had jaws and they went to the moon. It was awesome. 
So I guess this whole episode is about how <laughs> Sanity likes Zork and Moonraker and well, there's. <laughs> I haven't even seen Moonraker. You kids don't understand. <laughs> I'll say. Apparently I will not. say the Moonraker book is very good. I will say. Oh. <clears throat> I tried to get into the books, but I was I have ADHD and I. Yeah. Hey, ADHD <laughs> brother. Hey, that's right. That's why we're the loud on ones. Reading. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was because you guys have your mics turned up. That's why. <laughs> Just yelling. All over right, here. rapid fire, rapid fire. Uh, I'm gonna have to say Goldfinger also. Uh, Bond actor, favorite Bond actor, Dan. I, Sean Connery. Oh, thank you. ABXY, favorite it's Bond definitely actor. definitely Sean Connery. Come on. Okay, Sanity. Y'all gotta say Roger Moore, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Sean Connery was fun. He was great. I think Roger Moore hit the suave notes more. I thought he Dang was. Dang it, Sanity. He, he took it for me. That's right. I said it. Man, That's my true, answer is my also Sean Connery. Oh, yes. Show through, show yes. Through. Uh, when we worked at a restaurant, I always used to be, I'll have a chicken Caesar salad. It's all the time. That's what I have. <laughs> Not a single Roger time. Moore fight is believable. Can you even do a Roger Moore impression? Uh, no, I don't think I've ever attempted one. But. Can Roger Moore do a Roger Moore impression? <laughs> <laughs> I think he probably does the best one. <laughs> okay. He can barely do a James Bond impression. Though. Oh, oh, dang. I sit with all of my answers with pride. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Next category. Favorite Bond girl. I Damn. Don't, I don't even know. I don't have one. And you're married. Know. You're married. I know, but I can't even. I don't even remember their names. Oh, come on. You don't remember their I remember names. their faces and their boobs. So I don't know what. <laughs> what do you want from me? Uh, what was your then favorite? Go movie? by you face? Said? You, said, you said Dr. No, right? Dr. No, yeah. Yeah. What was that? Honey Rider? Oh, gosh. Yeah, Honey Rider. Honey, yeah. No. I'm probably going to have to say Ursula that. Ursula Andress. Honey yeah. Rider. There you go. I'll take uh, it. ABXY. Uh, I don't remember <clears throat> either. Um, oh, come on, you guys. <laughs> We're not at church here. Look We're supposed like- to remember their names? <laughs> come on. I just don't really have a favorite. They're not super meaningful characters <laughs> for the most part. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, honestly, these are Bond films. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, they're all good looking. What do you want me to say? Uh, Denise one. Richards is good. Okay. Um, what was her character's oh, name? God, that, Christmas Jones. That Do- please, yeah, Jones? please Christmas say Jones. that you did not say. Oh, Denise on Richards looks only. Oh, Based okay. On looks okay. Only. I'm a nuclear physicist. Oh yeah. Mr. Oh, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Super believable. Super believable. Best impression. Yeah, so worst, far. worst Bond girls. I'll say maybe Holly Berry. She was horrible as a Bond girl. Oh dang! There's some fans. I forgot there. about that. Yeah. Oh, that movie's Whoa. so bad. Which movie was that? Uh, Die Another Day. Mm-hmm. Oh. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. Sanity. Favorite Bond girl. Uh, I have to go. I mean, villain girls are still Bond girls, in my opinion. So, yeah, uh, sure. uh, Femke Jensen as Xenia on a top from GoldenEye <laughs> was, I was 16 years old and I was like, oh my God, she's crazy and gorgeous. Just my type. So <laughs> were you also Cartman? So, yeah. Oh my God. So no. And yeah, that was just, I thought that was such a fun character and she, 
nailed the role. She was just like yeah. vicious and psycho, yeah. and she's gorgeous. I, I, that was just like one of my favorite female Bond I mean, characters. Actually, actually, can I change my answer? Because I'm, I'm down. No, with that. you know, don't, no take backs. <laughs> you can't have any take backs. Once so you say it, that. you say it. Yeah. Uh, having just watched that movie again <clears> after <throat> years, I was just I can't believe how over the top this is. It's, it's oh, so completely. Ridiculous. But again, so ridiculous. I was a 16-year-old. I loved right. the Goldeneye movie. I watched it no less than a dozen times. Oh, we'll talk about know. the movie. We'll talk yeah. about the movie. Don't worry. Uh, for me, favorite Bond girl, I'm going to have to shout out Tatiana Romanova from, from Russia with Love. Just for being oh, maybe the one. most normal uh, Bond girl and not just like crazy or has like a ridiculous name. Uh, so Tatiana Romanova from Russia with Love. Such a good one. Uh, yeah. Okay, Bond gadget. Favorite Bond gadget. Dan. The entire car. Oh, the car. <laughs> Somebody was going to say the car. ABXY. The whole. Which car? Hold on. All of them. Which, ooh, Any which car. car. No, you can't say okay, all okay, of Okay, 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 okay. Uh, shoot. I, I mean, guys, I haven't watched these movies in so long. Um, the one that I, shoots I can't, things. Can't answer that question. Just move on. <laughs> the favorite car. S. Uh, ABXY. The, the Alfa Romero. Oh, there you go. I think they all are. I don't know, yeah. But <laughs> maybe. Yeah. <laughs> um I, I was gonna say the car also, but specifically the one from Goldfinger. Okay. That's a nice car. Yeah. Uh Classic. Aaron. Uh me and my brother used to pretend to have the the like uh garrot wire like in our wrists and we'd go up and like pretend choke each other and the other would play along. Uh so yeah. Uh and I think that was Goldfinger was the you know, first like time do. it did that one. Yeah, yeah. You know, like kids do, just choke each other to death. Uh, I hear the, no, it's like, from, from it, Russia. Aaron, stop it. <laughs> it is from Russia with love. Dude, we oh, watched yeah, yeah. WWF back when it was WWF. We were like body slamming each other on the couch. And <laughs> we had a, we eventually got a trampoline, so we were doing suplexes. And like, uh, it was, it was uh, very dangerous. So what do you do pretend choking Mindy each other to each death. Other. I know. I would sneak up behind him and be like... <laughs> He would just <laughs> ah, 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 fall to the ground with a horrible death. So and scene. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, uh, I was just like, it's so basic, but I was like, we had so much fun with that as kids. Oh yeah, perfect. Yeah, classic. Uh, for me, favorite gadget: the jetpack from Thunderball. Because come on. Oh yeah, one. they got approached by the uh, U.S. military after they did it because they were like, "How do you do this technology?" <laughs> so. and he's like, it's a movie. That's how. <laughs> <laughs> Magic. Magic. Yeah. Okay, wait, favorite I Bond. I, wait, oh, I, I want to change ahead. my gadget to the the video game thing that they do, where it electrocutes you if you get hit. The Is video game thing. Oh. Is that in well? No takebacks anyway, but I think oh. it is in Thunderball. Thunderball like, kind of. Can we change the rules so we have takebacks? No, okay. no. Next podcast, you can right. have takebacks. Right. Can you take back the rule that we can't have takebacks? There you go. No, because there's no takebacks. Ah. That's <sighs> in that rule. It's in the same. It's in the graph. But you're uh, omnipotent. It's the better rule. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. Uh, favorite Bond song, Dan. Uh, song. Don't have to sing it. The one that the Strokes did. Which one was that? The Strokes. Uh, the Strokes did. Uh, the Strokes um, did. did uh, uh, the one that the Strokes did. Somebody's googling. Solid answer. <laughs> look that one up, <laughs> guys. I thought we were talking about video games on this podcast. I did not prepare <laughs> at all. 
That's all good. You'll only live once. The that's Strokes the song. Okay. That's that's got to be it. Because uh, I love the Strokes. That's it. Yeah. Boom. Different Strokes for different folks. ABXY. View to a kill. The what? A view to a kill. Duran Duran. Mm. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, Aaron. I got to go safe and just say the classic Bond baseline intro as they're, you know, scanning them with the, the when he's down the sights of the barrel. I just, that's. Can you I sing it? I have to, I got to say I that. I'm, my memory's a little fuzzy. Can you sing me a couple bars? Yeah, do it. Do, 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 I'll just keep repeating that. Yeah, no, that's it. Hey, ironically, that's the first song I learned on guitar, so. <laughs> that's ah. pretty, that's pretty solid, but I mean, I, I the intro song by whatever famous person that sang it, I was like, oh, this is fun, this is nice. But then when it finally slammed into the classic, I was like, ooh, in the movie theater, that's when I'd be like, all right, let's get ready to watch some Bond uh, before they sucked. <laughs> so, <laughs> nice. Well, I now that you said you could pick songs, I was just thinking of like the intro songs that had like lyrics and stuff like that. But since you do that, I got to do that. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, you get our acapella group called? going. Oh the yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can start us off. Ninety-nine percent sure the timing would be off on that for some yeah, maybe, technology maybe. limitations. Yeah. We'll follow up with the, up. We'll follow up with the Cowboy Bebop uh, theme song after that. Ooh yeah. Acapella yes. baby. Okay, last one. Rapid fire. Bond There's villain. More. Favorite Bond villain. Dan. <laughs> the guy with the scar on his face. Just the know. one with the cat. There's <laughs> 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 probably been more than one with a cat. Actually, know. you know what? The the most recent Bond film. Um, what's his name? Uh, guys. Do, guy. You can't spring these questions on me. No, okay. <laughs> he he also played oh, Sammy Malik. Is that his name? <clears throat> yeah, 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 yeah. So good. Excellent. Was that No Time to Die? I don't know if it's my favorite, but that's the one that like screams at me right now. So that's what I'm saying. No Time to Die. Okay. Really well, enjoyed No Time to Die. Boom! I haven't seen it because I'm against watching anything with Daniel Daniel Craig in it. So oh, were yeah, you serious about it? No, no, I love Daniel Craig. Come on. I'm not serious. Okay, good. I was about to slap you. <laughs> Just this in case microphone. you're listening, Daniel Craig, don't come and beat me up. No, we love you. We were being yeah. silly. Yeah, there you go. Cool. <laughs> ABXY <laughs> reviews. Uh, favorite Bond uh, villain. I almost said song. <laughs> I'm sure I don't have a favorite Bond villain. Oh, uh, what? Like you don't uh, have a favorite Spider-Man villain? It's like almost the same question. I would have. They did fight the same people too. Yeah. I guess, yeah. man. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, ABXY doesn't do well with rapid fire. No, he likes slow and methodical rapid fire. fire. Yeah, I know. I rapid did until fire. this one. I feel like take one. Yeah, ABXY, Say the name of a villain. You're doing like a quiet floundering, while as I do like a loud meandering floundering. So it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. I. I'm, yeah. Um. I'll say the villain in the book for Moonraker. Oh. I'm, that counts as Aaron, favorite Bond villain. Uh, I know I have nothing but rose-colored glasses for GoldenEye. So 006, uh, Alec Trevelyan. I thought he was a great villain. He's yeah. a pretty good But villain. I also have not recently watched it. So I don't know if he was hokey or crappy, but I remember him being pretty menacing. And uh, yeah. Yeah. 
quite the dirtbag to turn on MI6. Yeah. Yep. Oh, Freddie Wait, Mercury. No, that's impossible. Oh, God, Freddie MI6. Mercury. Is <laughs> Freddie Mercury. Rami Malek played Freddie Mercury in the Freddie Mercury is my favorite Bond villain, yeah. too. I, He's, to oh, I was going to say, wait, what happens in No Time to Die? <laughs> Rami, <laughs> Rami, Malek, Rami Malek played Freddie Mercury in the Queen uh, oh, okay. biopic. Yeah, so, <laughs> sorry. Uh, that's so what that's I, where amazing. I saw him, and my brain could not for the, it just did not, it stopped. <laughs> sorry. Amazing. Uh I mean, some of these Bond films are named after the villain. I got to say Dr. No, first film. I thought Dr. No was awesome. Should have picked that one, but I'm an idiot. I'm like, what's under his gloves? And they never show you. Yeah, nightmares. Uh, The question here from Just Callus, moving on. Which of these guests hate the game? I want to know who will have the correct opinions. Do any of you hate this game? Hate is such a strong word. Like, yeah. Yeah, do I? Uh, I'll I'll be honest that I, uh, as obsessed with the game as I was back in the day, I've attempted to like pick it up, you know, in years past, and I was like, I this is unplayable to me. Okay, I mean, here, I, yeah, give it, give it a, a, a on a scale of one to ten, give it a number for your personal like favoritism for this game today, Dan. Today, today, like how much oh. do you like this game today? Oh, one out of ten, man. Dan. Rapid fire question. Two. Two, oh Three. my gosh. ABXY. Wow. <laughs> Two. I don't Two. I don't want to play this game. It's not a good experience. <laughs> oh, we're gonna have such a good conversation. ABXY, what, what rapid about fire. Hollow Knight, one out of ten. Hollow Knight. Oh, zero. Dang. Zero. 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 <laughs> You can't go to zero. No, no, no. I'm trolling. I'm trolling. I'm trolling. I'm trolling. I don't know. I I don't know. I didn't play it enough. Okay. All right. (laughs) Brent, what you got? Um, Gosh, I literally finished beating it again today. Uh, Oh, bravo. Most equipped. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Realistically, actually today, literally, uh, probably six. Oh, okay. All right. So above average sanity. I would have to put it at uh, it is clunky and playing it today, knowing it was an N64 game, knowing it was before uh, the two stick controls we were used to. Um, I would have to give it a five because I still think I could get together. But multiplayer is, you know, what I'd crave. The single player, I was speed running it my own way and and finding every nook and cranny because I loved it. And I I think the single player still holds up somewhat it's just the stretch polygons are so painful so it'd be a five i think multiplayer would be way more fun if we got together with some friends we all have the same limitations oh but, man uh, if we played it that would be a lot of fun that would be hey yeah, four, be four people speaking four people yes, playing. yes yes i'm playing it right now um okay for me i'm thinking a four uh at least mm-hmm. uh, back in high school it was it was like a well, in high school i don't know what age i was i was not in high school um we we played this at whatever school it was that we had. I always wanted to play Smash Brothers, and winner of whatever round it was that we were playing got to pick the next game. And so every time I could dominate in Smash, it was a great day. I could play Smash all day. But then if somebody beat me, then they're like, GoldenEye! And I was like, I hate this game. <laughs> just go back Dang. into the classroom. Yeah. Smash for 64 sucks. Oh man, it does. No, so nope. Have so you heard slow. of GoldenEye though? Then, oh my goodness! Then you're playing oh, the four. wrong character in Smash because Donkey oh, Kong is so slow. Blue oh. Kirby all day. Blue Kirby no. did that all day long. What you got to do is play Donkey Kong because he's slow no matter what you do. Then you just kill everyone. 
And his character hasn't changed in five games, so. <laughs> it just does the same. He's thing. Donkey Kong no matter where you play him. Tired of the endless crusade of shifting through all the marked-up, insincere, bloviated, fake listings dominating the gaming aftermarket? Have you visited joypadlad.com yet? The good guy of retro gaming isn't a moniker you pick up by mistake. Besides for an ever-shifting selection of video games, Joypad Lad boasts a collection of other items and categories ready for your perusal right now. There's gaming-related merch galore, licensed products, comic books, figures, mystery boxes, stickers, magnets, baubles, and trinkets to suit any fancy, new and old, plus new projects coming this year. Check out joypadlad.com and tell them I sent you by accepting this coupon code for 10% off your purchase, RED10. That's RED10, R-E-D-1-0, for 10% off your order. Don't miss out. You never know when you'll find your next grail. Okay, so uh, spoilers ahead, light, probably. We're not going to get into, like, I mean, Sanity already dropped the whole 006 thing, so and that spoils like maybe the biggest Came reveal of the movie 30 years ago <laughs> i'm just saying because there's Triple people who are like spoilers. you ruined golden eye for me i can't watch that it person doesn't exist no they oh <laughs> every time i've said that person doesn't at exist me. i go nope. on twitter and find them at me i at I, retrologic yeah. games at me They're if you are disappointed twitter. by the by the spoiler man i will tweet about it i was like hey, does, would anybody be mad if i spoiled golden eye and tag you and guarantee somebody will show All right, up. Do it. Just ready to fight. It's going to be great. I'll fight. Okay, a couple of mage facts. GoldenEye wasn't based on any Ian Fleming story. I did not know that. Um, ABXY, you've read some of these books. Yep. Have you read all of them? Oh, God, no. Uh, how many are there? Good There's enough. Like 50 to do of that. them? Oh, okay. Whoa. No, somewhere in the teens, maybe? Teens or low 20s? Books. Yeah. Low twenties is a lot of books. Maybe it might, yeah, somewhere in there. I want to yeah. say I, I've read maybe four of them. How different are the books from the movies? Uh, it depends on on the, the movie and the book, book and the movie. But okay. uh, of the ones I read, Casino Royale was very close, just mm. updated. Uh, in the book, they play Baccarat, and, and the movie, obviously, they play Texas Hold'em. Love that movie. Uh, and Bond is also way, way more sexist. There's a part in the book where after Vespa <laughs> gets <laughs> after Vespa gets kidnapped and Bond's chasing after her and he's driving in his car and in his inner monologue he says, oh, why couldn't you just stay in the kitchen with your pots and pans where a woman belongs? <laughs> oh my oh, gosh. <laughs> what year was that written? Jeez. The 70s? 52, maybe? Oh, 52. Wow. wow yeah, man. early 50s. Oh, Originally well, Bond that... was a Cold War, or I mean a World War II veteran. Wow, yeah. There's a line in Goldeneye. Uh, was it character M says to him, "You're a you're a sexist, misogynistic dinosaur, mm-hmm. a relic of the of the Cold War." And I was like, "That feels like the first self aware line I've I've heard in these movies." Uh, and maybe that was probably part was. Of, yeah, and maybe Connery that was, ones weren't exactly. No, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, progressive. Yeah, no. I, these are these are old films and uh, um. I think with, uh, you know, I read that with GoldenEye that it served kind of like as a, a modern reboot for the franchise. And so I wonder if that element of self-awareness is part of, of that modernizing of mm. it all. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I've seen some more of the Pierce Bonds, but I've never seen the Daniel Craig ones. So I don't know what they're like now. I mean, I, I suppose he's probably still out there schmoozing it up. 
Um, uh, they're good, not great. I mean, they're, I don't know. The mo- last one I already said, a lot of people ragged on. I didn't see the latest one, but I, they were fun, but they weren't as cool to me as the originals uh, and even up to the Pierce Brosnan ones. Are we? Yeah. Wait. Are you guys saying the Daniel Craig Bonds are not as cool as? <laughs> That's what he said. Oh. That's what I'm saying. I, I, I had fun I with them, but it. I wasn't. I wholly disagree, but that's, that's fine. <laughs> I think Skyfall is one of the best Bond movies, personally. That's a that's the middle ground there that we needed to compromise between the two views. Next made fat. <laughs> GoldenEye 007 sold over 8 million units, making it the best-selling N64 game in North America and the third best-selling worldwide for the system. Bananas. That, Impressive, but believable. I mean, well, think about it. This is a licensed movie game. That's true. That's very rare that that on a Nintendo system where Nintendo (laughs) is cranking out first party games like that's rare, man. That's insane to me. Yeah. Rare, arguably rare had some bangers. Rare, arguably had a better output on the N64 than Nintendo themselves did. And Ooh, that argument is not take. hard to make. It's not hard to make. Look at the uh, look, no. Look at that. I, oh yeah, yeah. Make I mean, it, make it. I want to hear more. I've never heard anybody say those words. Before. Oh man, Diddy like, Kong like, Racing is, is better than Mario Kart. It's Kirk. like the Banjo Kazooie, okay. Banjo Tooie. Yeah. What? Let me go glance over at my freaking stack over here. Yeah, Conquer. Conquer, dude. Like they did Blast Core. Conquer was Goldeneye. Perfect. A dark. rarity. Perfect Dark. They did also. Yeah. Donkey Kong. Also Donkey Kong sixty four was rare. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. GoldenEye, Perfect Dark, Jet Force Gemini. Oh, I forgot Jet Force Gemini. Yeah, dude, they, oh, he's literally like running I through running a ton of cartoons. Yeah, they did. Yeah. You can hear every they, they game that he's moving. <laughs> Got about 30 over here, and like all the good ones are rare, so I don't know. Wow. Huh. That's, that's, uh, listen, that's after amazing. Mario 64, Nintendo didn't put another 3D platformer on the system. Rare did. Think about that for a second. Uh, Nintendo did all the RPGs, though, like Ocarina of Time. <laughs> I was going to say, like, Zelda's <laughs> kind of like an action RPG. It would be a platformer. And- I was like, are you talking Aiden Chronicles? Quest 64? What are we talking? Ogre oh, Battle? Quest 64. Ogre yeah. Battle. I just I listed mean, I- all of the RPGs on that system. <laughs> right. I think we can all agree that the N64 library was fairly truncated. Uh but it is it is astonishing to me that it sold that many. Uh, having recently chewed through some numbers, like that's more than Bloodborne. Wow, that's, that's a that's kind of crazy. Yeah, yeah, that's more than Final Fantasy VII remake. It's more than any Metroid game ever. It's better. How many consoles Dang, of N sixty four sold in North America? I want to know how close they were oh. to everybody who owned a North American Ooh, console. Had rate? a copy of it. Forty Let's million. See. Forty million. I want to guess. Oh, that okay. Uh, let's see, thirty-two point nine million. Now thirty. Uh, so wow, so a quarter of all users. <laughs> That's pretty crazy. And it wasn't even a, like a, a a launch title or a a pack-in title or anything like that. That is crazy. Mario sixty-four Nuts. sold more than any PS one game worldwide. Wow! Wow! Mario well, PS one like had like a thousand plus <laughs> games. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's <laughs> Mario though. Like Mario, That's also right, sells, right, like, right, insane, insane. 
What was the other like? So what are the like the top three best selling games? Uh, oh, it's got to be Ocarina. Yeah. Mario sixty four. Yeah. Oh no, nine. Mario Kart. Mario I was Kart. gonna say Mario Kart has yeah. to be up there. Everybody owned a copy of Mario. Yeah, Kart. Yeah, that's. I mean, if there's a system with a Mario Kart, but that's then, be in the but then there's three. like a hard drop off, isn't it? Like it isn't it like eleven million, ten million, eight million, five million for the fourth best-selling game or something yeah so it's mario 64 11 million almost 12 uh mario kart 9.8 or 9.0 oh, we're not gonna do points it's almost 10 million golden eye 8 million uh ocarina of time 7 and then coming in fifth place super smash uh 5 million yeah five and a half million so. that's a decent uh yeah. sliding scale there yeah definitely uh, next fact here. Initially, the project that would become GoldenEye 007 was envisioned as a 2D side-scrolling platformer and then a rail shooter for the upcoming Ultra 64. Before that it became would have been atrocious. Yeah, before it became Goldeneye this. A platformer? I Sides, think initially they they weren't even planning to, to make it a Bond licensed game. They were just kind of creating this project and then it became that. So Dan passed on an, an interesting article to me about uh, some of the developers talking through the development process of this game and trying to, I mean, it's got to be a challenge for any licensed game that's coming out as the movie's coming out. But it's awesome they were able to go to like the sets and take pictures of uh, real life textures that obviously didn't make it into GoldenEye 007 at all because the textures are trash. Uh, and they took pictures of the actors, I'm sure. Too, and stretch them over horrible ovoid shapes. Uh, and part of that, I think, gives this game mm, some element of memorability, perhaps. A, licensed games back then weren't always the cream of the crop. Maybe this was the like the the most famous. License game of I, that could arguably be true because yeah. uh, I've been posed the question before: What's the best movie licensed game that's ever come out? Now, does this stand up today? Uh, Goldeneye and sixty four? Nah. No. But back in the day, I mean, obviously, and the numbers prove it too: that it was probably, possibly, the most successful licensed movie game that has ever been made. I could be proven wrong quite swiftly with the Google search, but yeah, but it's even if it's not the best, because like you know things got crazy with like PS2 and all that, but like mm-hmm. it still is easily in in high, 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 high up in the list. It's got to be. I can't even yeah. think yeah. of another like a good one off the top. Another good licensed game, yeah, Warriors. Warriors. Warriors, yeah. Batman. It was okay. uh, one of the Batman. There had to be a good. But Batman like, mo- game. oh, I guess it's technically licensed. Yeah, the, or like Arkham yeah. games. I just meant like yeah. movie. Oh, I was thinking movie yeah, specific, movie like games. like uh, oh, yeah. no, Schwarzenegger's like, Eraser uh, game. <laughs> I was thinking of like Batman NES. That's a cool game. Oh yeah, that's um, a pretty good. Aladdin one. for Super Nintendo. Or oh yeah, the Disney games. Those all yeah, yeah. held up pretty well. That's yeah. true. <laughs> you were playing uh, the Jungle Book one recently. I listened yeah, to those you are all those are all King very Louisa. good. Yeah. Yeah, those are all very good, but I, I still think they would pale in comparison with numbers and even nostalgia and uh, discussions, modern-day discussions of who still talks about this game today. Yeah. GoldenEye's just got to blow it out of the water. Yeah, this might be the big one of, of the 90s, which is huge because there were, there were tons of licensed games. Uh, final fact here. At some point during development, other Bond actors were intended to be playable characters in the game. But they had to be removed because we can't have nice things. 
uh, which is sad because I would have loved to play as Sean Connery in this. Now, mm-hmm. I don't think I at then I don't think I'd seen a Connery Bond movie. Only seen uh, you know other ones, I guess. But um, now being a fan, that'd, that'd be, be cool to do like a versus match in Goldeneye and be like. Connery versus Moore versus the, Brost. And the like, uh, EA <laughs> game uh, for Marsha with Love uh, featuring Sean Connery. That was that was pretty solid. Oh, I what didn't know that, that existed. On? That's I on PS2. Know, I, yeah. PS2, GameCube, Xbox. Oh. Is it GameCube? Maybe not. PS2, Xbox at least. It's it's okay, very good. Um, yeah. Pretty solid. Oh, dang. Yeah, I gotta find that. I loved From Russia with Love. Mm-hmm. Excellent. It like follows the movie exactly, which is really cool too. The fight on the train. Yeah. Oh my goodness! So my, my my wife and I watched through uh, when Connery passed away. We we're like, well, that's kind of sad. I guess we'll watch all these Bond films together, which you know, there's kind of awkward in some moments, uh, but they were fun to watch. And both of us were just floored over the action sequences in some of these. Like the brawl on the train is just phenomenally shot. Amazing. Yeah. Um, I remember the PS2 game James Bond Agent Under Fire. That wasn't ever a movie, was it? That was just a game. I think, uh, I think that was just a game. Also, do you guys remember the Super Nintendo game uh, James Bond Junior? <laughs> oh God! <laughs> do you remember that piece of work? Definitely not. I do have to say that it wasn't so four-player multiplayer because it was PS2. It was only uh, two-player, but there was uh, modifications for Agent Under Fire where you could do jetpacks, uh, use a grappling hook, have uh, low gravity, and have rocket launchers only that you could. Uh, they were like homing rockets. So me and my brother would be it would like a be like a Dragon Ball battle. We'd be like zipping around. If you're floating in the air too long, uh, they could get you with a homing rocket. So you have to grappling hook to a building to zip out of the way of the rocket, then fire your own, and then he zip lines away. And then it's just this crazy thing where you're floating around and zipping. And, oh, it was like the best multiplayer James Bond since. And uh, I miss Goldeneye. early 2000s gaming when every video game had like unlockable infinite ammo, like zero, like all that crazy <laughs> stuff. And no gravity. We don't get that. <laughs> every anymore. game has a grappling hook. Big head mode. I miss big. They, head oh, mode. God. Man. Amazing. Uh, There's a lot of Bond games. I was actually looking it up today and I messed around on uh, on emu or emulation. Uh, with the the Spy Who Loved Me, uh, this crappy old like Amiga game, where you're just oh God. on a boat shooting like mines and missiles straight forward, and it's just you know, just like, like the movie. Like, yeah, it's an auto scroller, <laughs> and, uh, and I was like, this kind of sucks. But there's a lot of Bond films, uh, a lot of Bond video games. I mean, and there's a lot of Bond like parody video games. Mm-hmm. Do you remember James, uh, James, James Pond? Pond? Yeah. Yes. Do there you remember was, Gex when he yeah, had like the tuxedo there was, on There the was a whole section in Gex where you're basically doing James Bond jokes the whole time. Gex is making a comeback. Is he? Oh, why? <laughs> yeah, I why? Twitter. I saw on Twitter the other week. I want that less than Bubsy. Trademark. Oh, <laughs> I hope they're not bringing it back. What a dumb. I want all of those bring backs more than uh, more Crash Bandicoot. Yay. <laughs> oh, that tweet. I got shellacked for that one. Yeah. <laughs> I loved it because oh, I'm not going to get into it. We'll do yeah, that on the uh, Crash Bandicoot podcast later. There we go. Yeah. That's yeah. what we'll have to do. Um, yeah. There was, uh, I mean, I was looking through other video game like Bond parodies. There's like Spy Muppets licensed to croak. Uh, there's there's <laughs> a, a host. Uh, there's a game called Secret Agent. 
Uh, you play as agent double oh six and a half. Uh, there was a lot that and eventually I guess it just got old because they stopped doing Bond parody eventually. video games. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, how long I know. It took, Look, so. immediately. That, that joke pl- was played out after like the first or second time. Yeah. <laughs> Once you have Definitely. a successful story based on a formula that copies itself, you're just it's you can only it's just too obvious. Self-immolation. That's it's what it is. yeah. Yeah. So then let's talk about the past before we get to the now. Uh, we've kind of hinted at a little bit of, you know, how well is it aged? That's definitely a talking point that we'll get to. But first impressions, though. So I mentioned mine, I feel like, earlier. My really, my first impression was just I wanted to play Smash Brothers and other people wanted to play GoldenEye. So I resented this game for a very <laughs> long period of time. Eventually, I moved past it. Forgiveness is awesome and freeing. Um, so, it, but I want to hear from you guys and we'll go down the list. Dan, you guys are not a list. You're friends. You're not numbers on a sheet. Uh, Dan, mm-hmm. the man. Podcaster number one. Podcaster number one, <laughs> step forward. Yeah. What was your first impression with this game? Like, when, do you, oh. when did you first play? Oh, bro, I do not remember the first time I played this game. All I know is that it 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 existed, and it's all we wanted to do. And we were messing around with settings, and we were doing slappers only. We were doing like just golden gun, and like we like just experimenting and going crazy. And we had an absolute blast nonstop with this game we i would have been one of the friends who would have been like let's play goldeneye again let's play goldeneye again just because <laughs> that game had a moment man where everybody was playing it you know like you had people with playstations were who were just like oh i guess i gotta buy an ncc4 because everybody's playing goldeneye and i want to be part of the <laughs> you know like i suck and i gotta play and uh it just had this moment man and um, like that was the year 97 was the year when N64 really started. Like just, that was like the beginning of like, you had that. And then the next year you had Ocarina of time and Banjo Kazooie. And so that was kind of like when everybody with a PS with a PlayStation started to look over and be like, Oh, okay. Like something over here to do. Um, and it, it, like, I never thought about the fact that like, this is a movie license game. Like, just never occurred to me. I was like, oh, cool, James Bond. Yeah, whatever. Like, didn't know it was a movie until, like, later I grew up and was like, oh, okay. Based on a movie. I mean, I was, yeah. what? I was, uh, I was 12 when this game came out. So, like, I'm not exactly watching a bunch of, like, R-rated Bond films. But. <laughs> it wasn't even R-rated, too, was, was it? Was it not? I mean, it just, it felt like it okay, sometimes. Yeah, maybe PG-13. Yeah. Well, I mean. It, you're like, this is like. A, well, you were 13. You were, you're just able to watch I, it. I guess so. And like my dad, yeah, my dad may have let us watch that stuff. Like he, he didn't really care. But um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Just to kind of like put it, put like a, like an umbrella over all of it. I don't think that anybody gaming in any sense of the word at that time could escape the like the flood of GoldenEye as it took over the the zeitgeist of every gamer everywhere. Whether you were on PC or PlayStation or N64, you just knew that it was there. Uh, so 100 percent. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. It's hard to argue with that. ABXY. What about you? First impression. So I'll kind of it's kind of longer than what Dan just said, but I'll try and be fast. So <laughs> <Go ahead. laughs> it's all good. One year, long ago, 
in the early 90s. No, I'm just Did kidding. you write um, this down? <laughs> <laughs> what? This is just God. the prologue. Okay. Notes. Let, him, let him get through this. God. Chapter three. <laughs> so before Christmas one year, my mom asked my brother and I if we would rather have a Sega Genesis or a Super Nintendo. And I, of course, smartly said Super Nintendo. My foolish brother said Sega Genesis. And for whatever reason, let him go, huh? I won out and we got the Super Nintendo. So next generation, I wanted a PlayStation. My brother wanted a Nintendo 64. He won that time and we got an N64. So I did have a little bit of resentment, just a little bit, for the that reason. I wanted a PlayStation. But I still was excited. I loved games. So Christmas morning, that's what he wanted to play first. So that's what we played and immediately loved it. Still do. I mean, I guess I because you you just beat it today. That's impressive. Like thirty minutes before we were due to start the podcast, you were like, "Hey, He's I like, just beat Golden did it." Yeah, yeah, wow. amazing. Notch on That's the cool belt. though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Aaron. Uh, yeah. So I base I was uh, getting into some of the classical, you know, films before my time and everything. So I was a Bond fan before uh, the game was released. So when Pierce Brosnan became the new Bond, I was excited for the movies and I saw the movie, loved the movie when it came out. You know, I was a teenager. It was like perfect timing. So when I heard the game was coming out and I loved my N64 uh, and just hearing about it, reading reading about it in Game Pro or Nintendo Power, uh, I was super hyped for it. So I basically got it on launch. It wasn't like release day, but it was like super soon. So kids at school were like, oh, my God, I got it. You have to get it. I was like, oh, I have to get it. So I got it (laughs) and I played the single player religiously like it was the game i played every day when i got home uh, and i was again just like trying to like pick apart every part of it uh get every secret seeing how quickly i could beat the levels and then the multiplayer was just me and my brother at first but then the wildfire came and it, it literally became everybody talking about goldeneye multiplayer goldeneye multiplayer and the n64 was the first like native console to have four ports just mm-hmm. right there and it was yeah. it was that was mind blowing. So I used to carry my N64 around in my backpack like to school and then be like, <laughs> all right, whose house going? Are we going to we're going to go to Prescott's house afterwards? And we'd all go there and we'd meet up and we'd have like six or eight people all just like rotating in and out. And that became like a normal thing for months and months and months. And I ended up practicing so much. We got to a point where people would be like, all right. It's going to be three on one. Everybody versus Aaron. Let's go. (laughs) And the best time ever. And because we didn't do the screen uh, blocking thing at first. So I actually used that to my advantage. They'd all be looking where I was. So I would go in and I'd lead some one guy in and I'd see the other guy coming. They're like, we're going to pinch him. We're going to pinch him. We got it. And I I ducked out and he killed his friend, our friend. So my best score was a 10 to negative one. So I got 10 kills and they only did negative one from killing their own teammates. And that was wow. like my my crowning achievement. And after a while, I was like, okay, well, these guys aren't a challenge. So I stopped. I went on to other games. And like two months later, um, my group of friends came up. They're like, all right, we're playing GoldenEye right now. We all been practicing. We're going to take you down. And I was literally just like, ah. I'm over it. I don't want to play anymore. They were so pissed. <laughs> oh my! Like gosh. I already got my trophy. <laughs> yeah. I'm down. I was like, ah, I don't really play anymore. Let's play something else. And they were like, No, we have to. And I just kind of blew them off, and they were very angry with me. <laughs> what a jerk! But I was, yeah. I was 17. Of course, I was a jerk. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Everybody is 17. <laughs> yeah, so a couple of things. Uh, you mentioned screen peeking there. Uh, yes. Is screen peeking okay? A question? Well, no, not a question. <clears throat> statement from McCoolim. Don't look at my screen. I feel like that is a relic. I mean, we were talking about earlier, like big head mode and like, 
you know, unlocking infinite ammo and all kinds of like plowing for secrets that today might just be things that you would get DLC or free LC uh, instead or, or mods. Uh, but screen peeking was one of those things that was just a product of its time. I don't really hear too much about screen peeking today. What is screen peeking though? For the younger uh, among us. Well, I would say that screen peeking, I mean, because there was also land parties back in the day, which I've never had a big land party, but I used to lug my monstrous PC tower over to my friend's house. So we could play Duke Nukem and other, uh, you know, games versus each other when we still had to do dial-up modem style and whatnot, or just direct connection. And when we'd be in the same room, we would literally be upset, be like, do not turn around, don't look at my screen, like, because that was violation. But when you're all on the same screen, you can't, like be like, oh, you were looking at my screen. Like you're literally looking at the same looking screen. At the TV. <laughs> Unless you build the cardboard thing, which we did eventually. Okay. You can't yeah. condemn people for the screen peeking. So I the think. cardboard thing is sectioning off the TV with I've never done this, but I've heard of it being done. Like I so you did it, Aaron. You were a part of that experience. Dan yes. and Brent, have you guys ever been a part of the experience where screen peeking was so intense that people built like shelters out of cardboard where they go never part of the screen never, never. Uh, that screen peeking is like part of the strategy bro like if you don't like it <laughs> go play something else like oh so you were a screen peeker yeah we didn't care we it, that shun was part him. of the strategy shun him now <laughs> there wasn't like hiding you gotta come out and fight me dude like right 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 <laughs> like right. You know, and like, I guess we would get to the point where at some point we would like know where people were. And there were funny things where like I would go somewhere and just look down. So like they didn't know where I oh, was. You know what know I mean? Like the See, floor. extra strategy. Yeah. See, the, so it added an element of strategy to it where like if you were somewhere you didn't want to know where they were, you would have to adapt to that situation. It's not my fault that I could right. see your screen. Like, right, right. You know, That's so that we just adapted to it. I didn't care. Yeah. Look, look away. Yeah, I think if, like, you're, if, if you're doing split screen, I don't think you can condemn other people for doing it unless you build the blockade and then someone intentionally leans back, looks over, and you're like, okay, now you're yeah. violating. If you got to crane your neck. effort to actually yeah. block it. Yeah. <laughs> it seems like that was one of those, like, oh, the computer's cheating kind of, like, excuses. Like, yes. I think that game. is definitely uh, akin to the yeah. same thing. <laughs> well, uh, ABXY, so I wonder if you could chime in on this. Uh, we also mentioned a bit of influence on the industry. Um, I think it's interesting, like something that kind of reframed how I thought about GoldenEye 007 on N64 recently was reading a bit about how it influenced console first-person shooters as opposed to PC first-person yeah. shooters. GoldenEye was the first uh, first-person shooter, right? Like ever? On a why? Well, there were no... That was the I think first. Doom is older, isn't it? Well, Doom no. is, yeah. yeah. No way. Well, what? I'm just trolling here. I'm just Sanity, <laughs> you're the oldest one here. Oh, okay, you're trolling. <laughs> I, well, I mean, I've been, since like Wolfenstein and stuff like that, I mean, I don't know. Did Wolfenstein come out on Super Nintendo? I mean, it, it's old enough. No, but, but yeah. I remember playing Wolfenstein 3D. Uh, it might have been the same time as Super Nintendo. I'm not really sure. Yeah. So what I'd what I'd encountered what I Doom apparently is 1993. I I didn't know if it's happened. no the first I'm, Doom. It's that's what it says. That, Doom it? 1993 huh. first person shooter. Yeah, I thought it was uh, for MS DOS. Uh, but the consideration that is that right. those are PC first person shooters. So GoldenEye mm -hmm. was the one that brought 
the FPS genre to consoles and also created stealth shooters at the same time. Yeah, um, I would not count any of the Metal Gear NES games as stealth shooters. Those <laughs> no, were just I awkward, <laughs> yeah. stealth-ish yeah. card-swapping simulators. Card-swapping What were you going to say, Brent? Uh, is GoldenEye the first first-person shooter where you can, like, <clears throat> you have range of view? You know, like Doom and Wolfenstein, where you couldn't look up and down. Oh, you could only look like uh, only just kind of move sideways, right? Yeah, that was. Oh, yeah, that's a that's another thing I'd like to unpack too. Uh, but first of all, I just want to share this. I looked it up. So um, there was a release of the Super Nintendo Entertainment System in Japan, where uh, in May 1993, that Wolfenstein 3D was released on. Okay. So. Okay. But not in America. Not in America. Hmm. But it started um, as a PC game, right? Yes, exactly. I, like, I don't know anything about But as uh, ABXY said about the like basically dual stick shooters of being able to look up and down, that was alien for console people. That was insanely alien. And I got I had spent so many hours like honing my craft in Goldeneye of just dealing with it like your your horizontal plane is you know, your vertical plane is fixed. You do not move the y-axis at all, really. And uh, there was a mode I remember where you could use two N64 controllers when you go through the different control schemes, and you could hold uh, the center of both and actually use uh, both analog sticks to be able to look in like a full uh, 360. But there oh, wow. wasn't really a point for it in the single player game. And in multiplayer, that means you could only play a max of two people playing. So it killed the four player. Uh, vibe so there was that and i tried it a couple times but again i was that was so alien to me i'd never used two thumbsticks and i was like oh this is dumb i'm going back to the original give me the weird grip on the tri controller thingy <laughs> wow so. and now that that's that's standard for console i mean with the dual oh, yeah. sticks that's that's amazing. never going back i didn't yeah. know that you could actually do that with the two controllers. yeah just to real quick to tag to what he was just saying like i remember because i played i mean i must have played hundreds of hours of goldeneye and then the first time I played a twin stick, the first time I played Halo, I can still remember it so well. Like, I was, I almost made myself sick trying to figure out how to just walk forward and look in front of me. <laughs> yeah. So you were just aiming at the sky or straight at the ground. It's like, uh. <laughs> That's true. Uh, the acclimation for that with dual stick was uh, was a big shift. But I don't know that I said it's become ever, the absolute standard. I don't know that I ever had that problem with with dual stick i mean i'm trying to think of my first dual stick i guess it would have been halo um although did the gamecube have any dual stick shooters before because gamecube was what i had um, no I don't well so. resident evil 4 did have that kind of thing where you were aiming you know up and all around yeah but, but that's not went, it's not like twitchy like halo like what we know today no it probably was yeah, halo i don't remember having an issue with it but i don't know it might have been Halo for me as well. Yeah. But that's interesting that you can tie that concept back to this. I mean, that's, that's humongous. Uh, yeah, they had it as an option. Nobody just wanted it then. Right, yeah. But they were thinking forward in that regard. I mean, that, mm -hmm. that was there. Uh, another element of this game that really impressed me recently, and again, I haven't, I've not played this since, like, the 1900s. So <laughs> it's... <laughs> It's been a very long time. I thought time. I was the oldest. Yes. No, it's been a long time. 
Oh, not the decade, the, the century. <laughs> oh. In 1903, <laughs> when I Moses decided Moses. to start playing Goldeneye. He's uh, the Moses. The, yeah, I've been around the block a couple times. Uh, most impressive to me recently was the soundtrack. Our friend Mistraker said the game soundtrack slaps harder than anything else on the N64. Also, don't at me. And then he wrote hee hee, which I uh, read in my <laughs> mind as, as hee hee. I will. Uh, I will at him. I will at him. Go ahead and at him. He's wrong. Uh, the soundtrack, though, now hang on. I mean, the soundtrack is what. And so I listened through it a couple times, actually. Uh, I think the soundtrack is a little one note, but the note it plays is stank. It's good. It is good. I mean, it's got a better James Bond intro than the movie does. The movie <laughs> one's kind of lame. It does like this, like salsa thing or something. I don't know what they were trying to do, but. It's good, and then it's got like it's percussive. It's a great soundtrack. I mean, I don't know when was the last time you folks listened to it, but it's I haven't good. really it's gone back in my nostalgia or even my retro collection and played a bunch of N sixty fours, just like trying to assess the musical score. But I definitely remember the N sixty four one of Goldeneye being, uh, yeah, very enjoyable for me, especially oh, yeah. at the top time. top three for sure. It did not. Okay. It did not impact me at all. So I don't know. What I, was, I don't know what I was doing wrong. I, I don't know. Like you know what soundtracks I remember: Banjo Kazooie, Diddy Kong Racing. Um, so Diddy you're Kong finally Racing, here. So good. Performing yeah, for you, you know Star Fox sixty four. I remember. Like, but I don't like the Golden Eye soundtrack. To me, sounds like a movie soundtrack, which is like background music. I don't know. I, I didn't. It did I not mean, impact. It kind of does. I don't know. You know what, dude? When we're done, look it up. I because I didn't remember it at all, and I definitely played this game. But listening to it now, I was like, this is. Uh, Coming from Genesis Audio into N64 <laughs> was a revelation. <laughs> <laughs> like, I can hear for the it's first time. Ding, 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 ding. Uh, Julian Titus said, I rented GoldenEye when it came out and thought it was meh. And I got a job in retail in November 97, where GoldenEye was the hottest thing of the season. And I couldn't understand why. But I never played the multiplayer, so it was years before I saw the significance of it. That, to me, is a comment that speaks to my experience with it. I, I couldn't even remember that this had a single player. But oh, the man. multiplayer is what drove the droves mm -hmm. to this game, I think, for sure. Big time. Oh, absolutely. I because And again, because I was one of the first to get it and I would bring my N64 to over people's houses – they all, all of my friends, all of them bought a copy of GoldenEye because we were all playing it all the time. So the multiplayer has definitely driven the sales, at least for my anecdotal experience. And I'm sure that's probably the mass experience of why 8 million copies were sold. Yeah, I, perfect for the system with the four controller ports. Absolutely. Exactly. Perfect. I want to say that was like this... a first for us <laughs> consolers. I want to say this was the beginning of we started to see now a lot of single player focused games throwing a multiplayer mode in. Um, and I mean, especially from Rare, Donkey Kong 64 and Conker's Bad Fur Day both have pretty robust multiplayer modes. Um, despite That's Conker's being, Bad Fur Day has that. a multiplayer oh, mode. Oh, bro. You what? gotta get some Conker's Bad Fur Day multiplayer. It's so good. They've got I like. I had no idea. Bro. It's so good. It's the, my, my favorite multiplayer on the N64. Oh it is a very Bar fun none. multiplayer game. Wow. Yeah, I mean, my brother Crazy used to good. play that. It's, yeah. 
Because like, that single player is an experience on on Conquer's Bad Fur Day. I had no idea. Yeah. No idea. Wow. Bro. Oh, wow, but Dan wow. could be absolutely right on that. That because of the success of this, that could have altered. I mean, not not only for Rare. Rare saw it and goes, okay, we're putting multiplayer in literally everything. But going forward, almost every game must have been like, oh my gosh, there's a chance we capture an entire extra audience aside from a single player if we somehow and sometimes jam in some kind of multiplayer, whether it works or not. The Last of Us, I think, had a multiplayer. Oh God, no I didn't know way. that. <laughs> I think, I don't no know. way. <laughs> Still <laughs> cramming it in. Yeah. Final Fantasy <laughs> almost- 15. I think I almost feel bad for um, so the same year, but in February, Turok comes out, right? Um, which Turok is Turok 2, bro. Turok 2 was everything. Turok 2 crew. was super good. Um, but oh. but Turok did not the original Turok, no multiplayer mode. Um, and mm. that game is not remembered like as fondly, like it didn't really sell as well. I, I no, honestly I loved it. Okay, good. But I honestly, if you throw both of those games up in front of me, I'm going to pick Turok every time now, today. Uh, For single player experience, I would absolutely agree. Uh, That was a much better first person shooter experience. There was there was also stealth involved, too. If you used like the bow and tried to sneak up on stuff to get sneak uh, hits. Uh, Yeah, I I think it was a better experience. I will uh, single player experience. I totally agree. And I just I just wonder what would have happened. Turok had multiplayer mode. Who knows? We'll never know. Turok huh. 2 does have multiplayer, and that's what, after GoldenEye was yep. dead, yep. a little later, Turok 2 came out with that multiplayer, the four-player split screen again, yeah. and that was bonkers. Uh, and We were like later yeah. teens then. It was Heck like yeah. 17, 18, 19, or whatever, and it was... And really, was I mean, all the, the Turoks were, they were banging on the NCC. Were there, 3 was pretty good. Rage Wars was just insane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree. Turok was... Uh, Underappreciated series. Forced to be reckoned with. I think that it aged better, honestly. Makes sense if it came later, right? It wasn't it didn't have to be the the pioneer. It got to right. kind of learn what had come before. They I, definitely I'm, learned how to do polygons better than yeah. stretching some actor's <laughs> actual image over just like four <laughs> polygon surfaces. I, yeah, like later in a generation, you know, things get a little more refined. But I'm learning so much about the N sixty four tonight. I didn't know there was a Turok three. I thought it was just Turok 1 and 2. Yeah, did not Yikes. sell well. It was very late. Oh, yeah. I yeah, I think it was too late. It was one of those, yeah. the death of the system mm-hmm. is already there. And, and then actually, like, hey, new games. Did Rage Wars come first, actually? Rage Wars. Uh, no, no, the first one was Turok, two, Turok Dinosaur Hunter. Yeah. And then, then two, Turok then 2. Then 3, was, then Rage yeah. Wars. Okay. I think so. Wow. I've never seen Rage Wars. I just looked it up right now. But, yeah, Crazy. Crazy. A question here from Mr. Thou. What's your favorite control mode? Since I discovered Solitaire, I never went back. Getting headshots on all my friends became second nature after that. Favorite control mode? I don't recall, honestly. And I don't think it was the classic one. I think it was like 1.3 or 1.4, which it might be Solitaire. I just remember as soon as I'd load up multiplayer, I would tap up a few times to like raise my uh, gun above chest level to normal head level <laughs> and uh, just go from there. But I, yeah, I guess that's where the odd job uh, complaints come in, but right. I do not remember my control scheme. Oh, God, odd job. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so games good. with coffee asked was using odd job considered cheating. And I actually had to look this up because I didn't remember this at all. Only as like a meme. 
But he was just short, right? So uh, his shots missed him. Yeah, a little thing? bit. Yeah, that was okay. a yeah. little bit cheating. Like you, we wouldn't let we wouldn't like prevent you from choosing odd job. But if you did, you like we all knew you were being the asshole. So it's like you're picking Eddie Gordo in Tekken. You're like, bro, come you on! Can't slap <laughs> odd job without looking down. It's not possible. Oh, okay. Yeah. So if you're only playing slaps. Uh, it's just he has that extra. It's just defense. it's enough of a height difference well, that it can matter, and it also just okay. takes a second for the auto aim to like find his head, even if you're using a gun. So yeah, odd job can rush you pretty easily. Uh, there is yeah, another we, uh, character who's yeah. almost just as short though. I can't remember which mm. one. Is that is Giannis, that Natalia? Yana Bo- special forces Boris? maybe. Well, and also Jaws, I believe, is the like. He's like taller. a he's like a head taller than everybody else, so you kind of have the same effect. But obviously, being a giant lumbering guy is not a good thing in a first person shooter. So yeah, yeah you you Big can target. at least still shoot him. You yeah, just can't headshot. Throw him in the chest mm-hmm. a bit. Yeah. So yeah. on characters, teacher bloke eighty five asks, "Who's your multiplayer character of choice?" I think because I didn't really know any of these characters. I think I always just picked Bond when I played. Yeah, where were you, odd job folks? No way. No, 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 I felt like okay. it was similar to what Dan said. It's like if you picked it, we were just like, oh, bro, come on. It's <laughs> like, out. but it, but we didn't like ban him as, like as being used. I, I was a Bond fanboy, so I was just like, James Bond, I am James Bond. I kill you all because I'm James Bond. So that was me. So after we unlocked some guys, it was the best to be like, I'm a scientist. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, you just, just generic, no name scientist. Uh, but other than that, I think I was Xenia. Um, I think that's what I did. I like yeah. to pick characters that blended in with the level that we were playing. See, Ooh, that's a strategy camo. I had implored as well. Yes, mm-hmm. you uh, match your surroundings. Very yeah. smart. <laughs> that is smart. Uh, question from Depraved Slasher. Favorite multiplayer setup? Because along the lines of what we were talking about. Mine was turning on one-hit kills and playing slappers only. Called it Slap Fight. How many different modes were there for multiplayer? Oh, man. Well, you could change the mode and the type of weapons and, like, other random mm-hmm. rules. So you could kind of make your own, like, crazy. Yeah, there's modes. a lot of custom yeah. switches that you could That's do. impressive. Very quick. Uh, yeah. If you wanted to go quickly, we'd be like, golden guns, let's go. Yeah. Like, we don't, we don't have mm-hmm. so much time. Or there's a lot of people playing. Like, let's make it quick. Uh, yeah, we do, like, the slappers, one-hit deaths, uh, or the golden gun ones. So it's just, like we could rotate quicker uh but the standard game was like the absolute most used um in my experience uh remote minds was a huge part of what we did like, oh god that would remote be minds. that'd be Ugh. such a great and you could do the hack in uh the level oh, well, i don't know the name of the levels the level with the where's where natalia's in jail um where if you blow up all the tvs your remote minds float like you throw it but it just oh, that's stays right. in midair, so you could I do. Remember doing, wow, I you could do that. all kinds of crazy stuff, dude. You could you could like put them in weird places they're not supposed to be, and like, yeah, it was it was bananas playing on that. That was a level we did a lot because it was just very well designed and it had a big open area and corridors, and yeah, it was great. Wow. So to take over for a second, you mentioned multiple things. Uh, Bunker is maybe my favorite level from the campaign. Bunker, um, where Natalia's in the where you escape from the jail. Oh, that's oh, okay. the one I was talking about. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. love that one. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, we played a lot of proximity mines. I really liked proximity mines, especially because I was really good at screen looking, which I did all the time. <laughs> yes. Uh, and with sniper. proximity mines, it was perfect because you could set up knowing someone was going to go run into it, but then you could also watch them run into it. <laughs> uh, so I really true. liked that. Double your pleasure. Um, yeah. Uh, we also played a lot of License to Kill, which was the one-hit kills for the most part, one hit unless you had body armor. And then would depend we'd switch back and forth between pistols so that you'd have to kind of be accurate and try or automatic weapons so you could just be frantic and run around at each other blasting nice. yeah pistols only was a was a fun mod mm-hmm. we used a lot um yeah rocket launchers was was one we did a lot too um yeah, was that there one chaos was there one where <laughs> it was like just rocket launchers and grenade launchers or something where like you just Everything explosives, was just explosives. I think. It might yeah, 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 yeah. The that explosives. Was, yep. That was a big grenades, grenade launchers, and rockets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the, Especially the, with license to kill, where just the proximity of the heat could kill yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the the area of effect would just you like just, you just like oh, I know they're coming around somewhere around there, and you just wildfire, <laughs> and you get them. <laughs> wow, the amount of customization, yeah, is staggering. Uh, the question here from Info Sprinkles: Just Cougar Magnums. I don't remember all the weapons in this. What was Cougar Magnums about? Yeah, it was Cougar just the, the revolver that was, I think that was a one that you had to unlock via, like, because there's, a, again, it was like back in the day, it's like you had to enter some code or do something right. to unlock the gun some that, kind of, like, like a special special carries in the jungle okay. level. Ah, yeah. specific. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, you had to unlock it through some special means. I think uh, you unlock it by the game beating the game, uh, yeah, by beating it on Agent. I'm I'm vaguely remembering oh, okay. some Easter egg in the game where the club is named after a developer or something. Is that a the thing? Club could be true. Club. I, I know the club is a horrible weapon. I know that it's not a good oh. weapon. <laughs> <laughs> I no. didn't even remember. Now it. I'm gonna look it up remotely. Yeah. It's a really weak automatic weapon. Okay. You could dual wield it. I guess you could dual wield anything. You can, but yeah, still sucks. Dual wield rocket launchers? Yeah, yeah. What a boss. (laughs) Rocket launcher. Dual wield grenade launcher in the RCP-90. Then you're really going (laughs) to touch it up. Yeah. Oh, Oh, he did it. He did it. He's the second person in Midcast history. It wasn't me. The second person in Midcast history to drop a naughty. That's awesome. I'm going to have to find like a... Like a good, appropriate golden I 007 sound effect. The sniper sound. The sniper sound? Okay. The sniper shot, yeah. I'll see if I can find it. Or that opening, that. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Or just, just that, just the two beats. <laughs> Amazing. So that was then. Okay, okay, I got it. Uh, obviously, Sorry, I got a it. lot of. The Club, oh, the club oh, is okay. actually a Scorpions uh, VZ61, which is a real world game, but they couldn't use it for legal reasons. So they changed it to the Clob, named after Ken Lobb, who helped with development somehow. And I doesn't tell me how he helped, but there it is. It's ugly. It's hideous. Looking at it. yeah. They must have hated it. <laughs> yeah, right. Remember that guy, Clob? Thanks, Ken. Name the worst weapon in the whole him. game after him. <laughs> what a jerk. You know what? Nerf the Clob. Nerf the Clob. That's funny. All right, so that was then. Uh, lots of fond memories about this game, evidently. Uh, let's talk about now, though. The big question, I think, for everybody, the big talking point for everybody, it seems like every time GoldenEye 007 comes up, 
somebody says, oh, but it's aged bad. It's aged terribly. It's aged okay. It's still fun to play. Uh, lots of thoughts along those lines. But to get us into that, I want to ask you folks the question. Uh, sort of riffing off of Winstolf here who asked, has the game outlived the movie in terms of awareness and cult status? Perhaps. A, a tag-on question. Which has aged better, the game or the movie? Now, like I said, I just watched the movie like a couple nights ago. Haven't played the game in ages. Uh, Dan, what was the last time you played this and the last time you watched the movie? Oh, I played almost through the campaign this uh, 2021, this last year. So okay. pretty recently. Um, All right. Had a good time. Yeah. Uh that pff, I don't think I've ever watched the movie all the way through. Oh, that's right. You had said that before. Yeah, yeah like it, it exists. Yeah. Not a humongous Pierce Brosnan fan. So I just kind of like glazed over all of his movies. Um, <laughs> I probably watched it, but I don't care about it. Yeah. As low I as I rated the game, I'd probably pick the game as the one that aged the best just because of my whatever. <laughs> At least you can play the play the game. Play yeah. the movies. Sure. Uh, ABXY Brent. Which, which do you think's aged better, the game or the movie? I and when was the last time you... I mean, so you just beat the game. When yeah, was the last I, time you watched the movie? Uh, th- three days ago. Oh, really? Okay. Something like That's that. Like three or four days. Did his research. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, he Press. definitely prepped for this. Yeah. Uh, we know yeah. who's coming back on the show. That's for sure. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Not me, because I haven't played the game in like 20 years. So. <laughs> uh, I will say that while I personally have a lot of nostalgia for the game and... I personally like the game more. I think the movie probably holds up better. Okay. It's, it doesn't feel quite as dated, even though it, you can tell it's a 90s movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's nothing like those early 3D games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's something special. What do you think, Aaron? I, I'd have to echo, too. I mean, low frame rate, um, ugly polygons, um, clunky controls. That's not going to hold up as well for me as a 90s film with actual explosions and cool concepts again i haven't seen the movie anytime recently i have some really thick rose-colored glasses for the movie because it was such a favorite of mine back in the 90s uh, i would probably still have more fun personally playing through the game even the single player game than maybe watching the film again but I don't know because I haven't done either. I mean, I tried to play the game of like four or five years ago again, but uh, my emulator was having issues. I, like I was trying to map out the N64 that plugs <laughs> in with the USB because I had to do it manually and it was, I didn't get all the buttons right. So it was not a great experience, but even just going in for a little bit and walking around, I was like, oh God, this has aged very roughly. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah. I might, if I had to do, like, if I'm going to play the game today and then watch the movie and play more of the game, I might be like, ah, the movie, yeah. I could probably watch the movie again before I dive back into the game. But Yeah. At least you could fall asleep to the movie. I don't know if you could fall that's, asleep that's true. to the game. Uh, so I'm kind of on the fence with this one. As I read that it was the first uh, Bond film to use CGI. Hmm. And... I could tell, man. <laughs> oh, well, there's, yeah. a, there's some moments I was like, wow, that looks like crap. Uh, and having just watched the Connery run, too, I think kind of spoiled watching GoldenEye for me. I didn't I don't really have nostalgia for GoldenEye specifically growing up. I'd seen it before, 
Uh, but it wasn't like a childhood favorite or anything like that. I'm thinking of Mist Raker right now because he like when he was like he was like bless you for talking about Golden Hand. <laughs> like Mist Raker, if you're listening, I'm not stepping on your toes or anything like that. I just I don't have any like affection for this film in particular. And Pierce just felt like I don't know. To me, he felt like a caricature, and like there was that again that dinosaur line that like really stood out to me. And there were some great sequences, though. I mean, the things that you look for in these films, like when he's driving the tank uh, down the down the street, I was like, okay, this. I don't think this film's going to get much better than this, um, <laughs> and, and it didn't. It didn't. <laughs> and I was so, right. <laughs> was, uh, I I think the the first part of the film too, where he like bungee jumps off the dam and then he like jumps into the plane, like those are awesome moments. And then there's like that moment where he's hiding behind like the crate of like gas containers and just like slowly walking away. <laughs> I was like, why don't you like do some like rush him, <laughs> snipe him. Just like an army of like 30 guys. And anyway, uh, very hokey film, I think, but there's potentially an definitely. element, not even potentially, there's definitely an element of bond films that are hokey. Um, but I think I was just spoiled by the Connery run um, from Russia with love Goldfinger. Like, Oh my goodness. Uh, watching GoldenEye was an interesting way to revisit a part of history. That said, even though I haven't played the game recently, it is kind of hard to argue, you know, against that the the early 3D games are just that, and they're they're in their early infancy. 3D. Everything was yeah, ooh, yeah. really hard Yikes. to uh, to hold up. Yeah, and that had and, to happen. Yeah. I mean, like earlier we were talking about like the whole dual stick shooter thing that eventually developed like in order to get those you have to get into 3d um <clears throat> so it was necessary to to crawl out of the primordial I, of the yeah. 16-bit era i want to push but, back on early 3d equals bad and janky i think there's a lot of examples of really great early 3d um especially on the n64 but goldeneye is certainly not one of them yeah, <laughs> yeah. i think that it's a general statement because there's there's definitely sure games that there are exceptions are to that way Mario great, 64 yeah. Star yes. Fox 64 but yeah as, I mean you're still yeah. wrestling with like camera issues now with Star in, Fox like, very much so well not with not Star with Fox, the best N64 game <laughs> <laughs> don't even try listen we're not here to argue we're just here to listen to Dan <laughs> we're not here to it's argue <laughs> um, <laughs> no Mario 64 though definitely three platformers you know a lot of camera issues. Um, but early 3D um, RPGs. I mean, Breath of Fire 3 is, I think, the strongest in the series. And it kind of cheats and then it's like 2.5D. Mm -hmm. um, like yeah. half 3D, half 2D. Uh, Final Fantasy 7 is a, ugh, a sin oh, to look at. But visually. It's a pretty, <laughs> it's a pretty great game. It is so, an amazing game, yeah. but it hurts oh, yeah. to been 2D. look at yeah. those polygons. Should have yeah. been 2D. Ugh. The last time I played Final Fantasy 7 on PS1, I woke up in the hospital a week later. Like, what happened? You had an aneurysm. <laughs> but I, so yeah, again, I think it's, it's a very general statement. It's one I'm definitely comfortable making. I think overall, my opinion of early 3D is that it had to crawl before it could walk, before it could run. Hmm. Um, but in any general statement, in any era, there's definitely 
great examples and then there's you know not so great examples kind of like with a question that i raised about the nes um aging well recently and a lot of people were like no absolutely not and other people were like yes absolutely yes uh the degree to which they're looking at just heavy hitters or the library as a whole and what percentage of that was good and was bad is interesting and it's different for each person that have to be something well, to weigh into. <laughs> yeah, aged well is is a concept that I think bears unpacking. Um, and I want to give Brent. I mean, because Brent, are you asleep over there? <laughs> Brent, I'm going to give you a chance to talk. What do you think aged well means to me or to most people? Ooh, because those are two different things. You always ask me this. Like when I, well, no, you always follow up my question with a question. Well, let's say both then. What does age well mean to you? And what do you think other people mean when they say age well? Uh, okay. So what it means to me and probably what it means to a lot of people also okay. uh, is, you know, how playable is it still? Mm-hmm. You know, some some games like, you know, the original Tomb Raider, for instance, um, were huge, massive, smash popular successes when they came out and people loved them and thought they were brilliant. And now they play like garbage. I can't imagine somebody having fun playing that game if they've never played it before. It's terrible now <laughs> because it aged badly. I think a lot of people, though, um, probably think of aging well as does it still look good? I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but I think a lot of people probably look at it a little more superficially than whether or not they're actually going to be able to pick it up and enjoy playing the gameplay. Yeah, I could see that. I In that thread on the Sound NES, logic. yeah, it sounded like people were approaching it as either I don't like looking at it, uh, I can't see myself enjoying those games anymore, or, and what's most interesting to me, is the design choices have been better iterated on or are just, you know, um, like I think of something like Simon's Quest that I completed recently. Like Simon's Quest has NPCs that'll lie to you, cryptic hints, uh, no map. <laughs> Freaking like, what were they thinking? No map. Oh, very little direction. Yeah. <laughs> something like that is definitely an old archaic design, uh, either limitation or decision that just does not serve that game well at all I so think. hopefully i'm not jumping the gun on your your point here but I, but mm-hmm. if you play if you go back and play time splitters 2 or future perfect which is um you know more or less the same team that made goldeneye um those games hold up very well like still still probably my favorite first person shooter series or you know, up there, it, my one of my top three. There's that phrase again. <laughs> top three, uh, <laughs> a lot first of person top shooter three. series. You know, and so like, would the team who made GoldenEye had would they had better hardware? Would they have made a Time Splitters caliber game out of you know Pierce Brosnan's face, and yeah. it would have been that much more playable today, probably. So I mean, well, and here's the thing too. Then if they made that later, then experience. You know, right. Like experience That's having developed GoldenEye first, it just it makes sense. Like we were talking about earlier with systems getting better games later, uh, maybe too late for some games yeah. like with some of these Turoks, but just the technology and the developers themselves developing over time. Time Splitters 2 is that uh, PS2? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Yeah, so later down the road. All three of them. I don't know. When, did, when did Perfect Dark come out? Because that was also the N64, uh, same team, right? And then Perfect Dark Zero was Xbox 360, but not the same, not Free Radical, which is the team. Uh, so, but Perfect Dark was N64. Oh, yeah. so May 22nd, 2000 yeah. is when that came out. And oh, I so had already kind of, yeah, that, they definitely had a few years to... Uh, to hone a little bit and that perfect dark is very well received um i know a lot of people that still say it is the successful uh the successful successor mm-hmm. that one that does hold up better and actually did it even better i honestly didn't find the appeal of perfect dark uh maybe because i was burnt out on goldeneye by the time it came out i was like eh, more of the same but i know it has a humongous fan base so yeah. I, I i'm not not it's bad good stuff it. high quality really good game yeah, there's a there's a statement here on along those lines from X Legion 019. I love Goldeneye, but Perfect Dark was 1,000 times better. Is that a statement mm. that the three of you would agree with? No. I don't have no. enough experience to <laughs> chime in. Yes. Okay, Dan would. Brent, you would not at all. No. I will say the thing that I think Perfect Dark definitely did better was having the bots in multiplayer so that if you didn't actually have four people, you could still play four player. Okay. I did hear that as a, a big thing when I was like, ah, I don't want to play it. They're like, but you could play with bots if you don't have people. And I was like, that's kind of cool, I guess. Cause I was also in my heyday where I wanted to turn the difficulty on, on every game I played to the maximum and just try to break myself. But it I've is given a really, up on those days. It is a great game and it does feel like a, it just, it's a bond. It's the sequel to golden eye, but with original characters. It just it, yeah. it so is that really element of it that's the derivative same. then uh no i wouldn't say they're similar in that kind of sense where it feels derivative i mean it is spy and it's has similar looks to it but it de- it's definitely its own game it has its own gadgets uh it's unique from golden eye okay. i just prefer to golden eye personally if you guys want an experience, go check out a game called Second Sight, which is the same, again, Free Radical, the team that branched off and became their own studio that made Goldeneye. But it's a first-person shooter, but you're psychic, and it's bananas. Dude, that cover oh, that is haunting. I just looked it it's up right now. ridiculous. That is like a very, traumatizing cover. <laughs> very M-rated. Uh, wow. Yeah, whole, like just. There's a T on here. What? This is rated T for teen. But there's no that way. looks like a rated M game. I mean, there's a guy like with his head in his hands holding a gun. There's no with, like, way. Strong, there's like, like lighting. being like there's like crazy stuff in this game. I don't know. Maybe it is T. Uh-huh. Maybe maybe like 16 year old me thought this should have been T or M or something. I don't know. <laughs> but that well, game Turok 2 had the, cer- the cerebral bore. <laughs> Where yes. you would shoot a tracking device that would attach to the your opponent's head and drill a hole in it and then explode. It's pretty good. Wow. So, I mean, that was rated T for Teen, too. So I think that they were – the ESRB was just like, hey, we're rating it really well. And they were like, okay, at least they're rating it well. Even if it's <laughs> kind of – it's thorough, but maybe not yet. accurate. There yeah. was no nudity, yeah. so. Yeah. Yeah, That's that. true. Yeah. That's, that was probably it was all language and nudity. Yeah. yeah, language and nudity I think was the barometer. And I think violence was more acceptable. Back in the 90s and early 2000s. Oh, the 90s edge hit, and yeah, the the gratuitous violence was. Mortal Kombat, baby. Yeah, Yeah, for real. Anyway, go check out Second Sight. Kids of all ages. That's my plug. Check it out. There it is. Sponsored by Second Sight. Uh, What could a remaster fix in GoldenEye? 
one thing each. Pierce Brosnan. Pierce Brosnan, like just <laughs> put, patch him just, out of the just, Yeah, just put it. Do what. Listen, they already kind of did this on the Wii, and they put Daniel Craig in there, and it was it was great. It was really fun. Right, because there's a Daniel Craig uh, Wii game, right? Yeah, it's it's what's it called? Gold. It's called Goldeneye. Oh really? Oh yeah. But it just has oh, Daniel Craig I in it. I yep. did not know that because they couldn't get the uh, the like rights to his like Pierce Brosnan's likeness or whatever. So they were like, all right, we'll just use Pierce Brosnan, or just use uh, Daniel Craig, whatever. Huh. That had a bundle that came with a golden uh, Wii Pro controller too. That was. Oh a, yeah, yeah, looking at it right now. That now is that game's not as good as Goldeneye was. Because it, it was it was a first person shooter on the Wii. Oh man! But pointing the the Wii yeah. at the screen is that what you have Oof. to do? But I much prefer Daniel Craig. I much prefer Daniel Craig to uh, to Pierce Brosnan. Pierce, yeah. Okay. Just get rid of Pierce Brosnan and Danzig. <laughs> 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 That's this whole whole rating right there. I only came on this podcast to trash Pierce Brosnan. <laughs> <laughs> Are we watching Remington Steel anytime soon? (laughs) And I'll let you do it. I'll let you do it. Uh, Brent, what's something that you would want to see fixed in a remaster? Hmm. Uh, I would think probably if I was going to fix one thing, gosh, probably the dual stick. Ah, so just a different controller. Make it better or do it. Just add Remove it. it. Just do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so have not, it be a thing. <laughs> so not mapped to the N64 controller that you could get. Yeah, have it be the old way. You need two N64 controllers. Oh, boom. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> but like on a modern controller, mapped for a modern controller. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, right. Nintendo would love to sell you two controllers for you to play one oh, game. So every would. person would. sell you two $50 controllers so you could play one game. The $200 <laughs> GoldenEye Remaster Pack comes Does, with yes. a game and two controllers. ABXY, how do you feel about motion controls? Because have I got a game for you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not real big on them. Fair enough. They work for certain games, I guess. What's the game, Dan? GoldenEye on the it? Wii. Oh, that's it. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I can't imagine playing that with. Did I play the Call of Duty on the Wii and took it oh. the same day? Yeah, was that was like, uh, unplayable. I can't like unplayable. your your reticle just like shaking because the Wiimote not controller. Great. Not yeah, great. Well, I will say though, the Metroid Prime remakes on the Wii were pretty solid. Ooh, now you're talking yeah. the Metroid Prime trilogy on the yeah. on the Wii is pretty solid. the definitive way of playing. Pretty yeah, solid. Uh, really I wouldn't go I, that far. I get far, the but idea solid. of of it being kind of like you're using a gun with it being with the Wii. Uh, mode, but a little like bit. the first time I ever played Resident Evil Four was on the Wii, but immediately I was like, okay, I see what they're doing, but this should just be a gun right. controller. Yeah. yeah, rather than a, a stick thing. Yeah, and we still had CRTs back then, so light gun technology still functioned. It, I think part of the problem is that um, you needed all the buttons, like you needed the A button and the trigger button to do all the things. So hmm. you couldn't like put it in a holster and have it be a pistol unless you're doing an on rail shooter. So that that was a struggle for the Wii. Yeah, yeah, imagine. Uh, there is a rumor that Goldeneye is coming. Mm-hmm. Um. I think maybe I had more caught likely, wind of that on an article. You had caught wind. There was an article. <laughs> there was an article that I spotted. Yeah, from January. Looked it up today. Um, that the rumor that we may be getting Xbox uh, 
GoldenEye. My real answer. Renewing the rights to it. Yeah, but my real answer for this question is just fix the frame rate in multiplayer. Uh, that's yeah. Uh, yeah i would say that too like you could literally uh reskin the game change some things about the multiplayer maps because if you're going to add in dual stick it's now going to be something where the the y-axis is important so and a lot of there are some of those multiplayer levels that are just flat so if you have you know if you've got full x and y-axis movement and it's flat it kind of doesn't matter so new multiplayer maps uh frame rate graphics uh, and do not fix it like they did with the Grand Theft Auto 3 remake, where they just smoothed out their heads to be like a mannequin instead of like polygons, but they still stretch the faces over it. It's like a nightmare. And it's HD. It looks, it is, it is disturbing. Amazing. It's very weird. It's so good. So they would have to do new models, but they could keep the core game there. Like, don't Look, remaster listen, the whole thing. It's don't, Rockstar. But, it's like they have money yeah, or time. Geez, I know. Seriously. Uh, but uh, I think do a big overhaul of it and if you're adding in dual thumbsticks to modernize the uh the first person shooter it's they've got to do some upgrades to uh to the levels and to the game experience itself to make it worthwhile yeah that sounds that sounds doable to me i question here from srick 360 with goldeneye supposedly coming to xbox do you think it will sell well or be quickly forgotten like the wee daniel craig version uh I don't know, because you think GoldenEye carries some clout. I think it would be big news if Xbox released a remaster, a remake for GoldenEye. I think it would... I mean, the way that... Let's say the way that consoles are just selling in general. Like, the amount of human beings buying consoles is just increasing in general. Now, it's only coming to Xbox. That's one thing. But I think there's enough people that... If you were gaming in the 90s, you're probably still gaming today. And if they can release it with enough like interest and hype, I think the nostalgia alone will mean they won't lose money on it, but I don't know if it's going to be anywhere. I don't know if they can, they could touch that nerve of, of what we felt back when it got released. Mm. It would be really difficult for them to do. So I don't think it's going to become a secondary phenomenon, but I think that it would, I'll buy it. I mean, I'd probably see some reviews first. I won't pre-order the special edition, but (laughs) I would if it's anyway halfway decent to the general populace. I'll probably like it. I'll I mean, probably the, have a lot. Of the gonna, comparison is a Wii shooter versus like sure. a remake of this game on. Xbox. Well, and also one thing I'm going to push back on is um, when they did the Wii remake in 2010. Um, the people who had played those games, it hadn't quite hit the like 20 year nostalgia mark, uh, yeah. and so the people who like. It was almost like too early, right? Yeah, that it, it's sense. like it's yeah. like, yeah, this is cool, but like I don't really want to play Goldeneye again. I still I still have my N sixty four or whatever. Um, now now you're you're rubbing up against you know twenty five years. Um, it's kind of prime time for N sixty four GameCube right now. So yeah. I think it would do better than people think it would, um, especially if it's like a digital like the $20 or whatever um, on Xbox. I could probably sell it crazy. They had online on there. I bet it would be pretty $120 popular. $20 for the special edition. Boom. Yeah. With Comes a, in a with big a, old case with a golden gun controller. And a giant <laughs> busk of, of uh, Pierce Brosnan that I can smash. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> wow. 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 Uh, Brent, do you, do I like, would you jump to Xbox for GoldenEye? 
Uh, I wouldn't say I would jump to it for that. I might I would, actually. I, I'm not it'd be even nice kidding. to have an Xbox anyway. There's plenty, plenty of things on Xbox I would like yeah. to play. It'd be nice to have one anyway. If I had one, I would definitely get it. Yeah. Um, I can also tell you from my recollection of what I read on the internet and every single person I know, the problem with the Wii version was that it had Daniel Craig in it. He's not in Goldeneye. Who and wants to play Goldeneye yeah. with the wrong Bond? I do. Nobody. Dan, Dan, Dan does. Because <laughs> he hates. Yeah, so aside from, <laughs> so aside from people who hate Pierce Brosnan <laughs> for some odd reason. <laughs> there's, there's, I mean, I get like I'll be the I'll be the middleman in that. I I get it. Like Pierce Brosnan to me was not impressive in Goldeneye. Um, I've seen other movies where like yeah, Pierce Brosnan. The man aged like a silver fox. You say that. That's true. But uh, like, whoa. But Goldeneye, I still don't think it was his fault, though. It's his run of movies were just so badly written. I'll give you that. I mean, I'm trying to think of like a. I was a teenager. It was perfect like time Brothers. for me to be like, I love Pierce Brosnan. He's <laughs> awesome. as His name is Pierce. I mean, he sounds like a spy. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Final audience questions here as we start to tidy up. By the way, if you want to ask a question or share a comment to get a mention on this show, you'll need to keep an eye out on my Twitter at The Well Read Mage where I announce the topics for each Magecast episode in advance. Look at that. Uh, and since we're doing a weekly schedule now, I don't know how I'm going to like squeeze in promoting the last episode and then pumping up the new episode, but it's going to work somehow. Uh, the next episode is going to be... No, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do this song. Uh, next one is Mortal Kombat. Uh, oh, you, you're. Mortal Kombat. Your mind. This acapella group is gonna take off. Johnny Cage, Sonya, Liu Kang, Sub Zero, Scorpion. When you nail the order. When are you doing a Clay Fighter episode? Because I want to be on that one. Clay Fighter <laughs> with Earthworm Jim. Let's uh, do it. I don't know if I would ever. I sure, Dan. Let's do it. We should do it. Yeah, easily I top that three Clay games. <laughs> hey, there's more than you think. <laughs> there's more was, than you think. Yeah, that was the best use of that running joke. <laughs> uh, the whole thing. All right, final questions here. Well, please do look forward to Mortal Kombat coming. Uh, haven't done too many fighting games on this show, so I look forward to, the, to that. Uh, we're not talking about just the sweaty version or just the bloody version, but we're going to talk about Mortal Kombat. There's some rich lore with that. There is it's some rich uh, lore. Yeah. There's the movie also, as we as we oh, so reference. Again, talk uh, about perfect timing for a not great movie to be absolutely adored by me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the first one's good. The second one might second as well one not is, exist. Yeah. Oh. Maybe offensively atrocious. Yeah, that's like, the yeah. movie that you think of when they say video game movies are bad, and you're like, Mortal Kombat Annihilation. All right, final questions here. From first one from Maximiliano Edo. I did it. Uh, what's your favorite GoldenEye 007 mod? Does anybody here? I didn't know that this was a thing. I mean, I just bought a PC like a month ago. So, do any of you know anything about GoldenEye 007 mods? Are nope. these modern mods like people like replaying modern it with, mods? like mod mods? Mod mods? I, I guess. Uh, Not yeah. No, nothing. Nothing. I only learned people... of one recently because I watched a video on YouTube oh, like, do tell. a week ago. What was the one that you learned about? 
Uh, somebody made a Tomorrow Never Dies using all the same graphics and assets oh, from Goldeneye. That's cool. That is cool. I mean, there that'd be neat if there were like mods for like all of them. Like, here's the Goldfinger mod. I'd play that. I mean, you could. The world is not enough is basically Goldeneye, but with the story of the world, you could do that with every Bond movie. Hmm. I was just wondering if it was like Skyrim, where people like there's a hundred different mods where you can make the graphics better and the frame rate better and add in the different control themes and different oh, like the quality mods. Yeah, Xenia becomes yeah. Thomas the Tank Engine. <laughs> some Speaking of these of mods, quality. some of these mods, man. I like the Final Fantasy VII remake mod scene is alive and well right now, and like all they're doing is just like hee hee, Barrett with silver hair, ha ha. Uh, oh, Tifa gosh. has blonde hair now. I saw. Did you see that Sephiroth. mod the Italian Senate did? That joke is going to age about as badly as Goldeneye because uh, people are going to be like, why did he make that comment for in like 20 guys, years? Guys, go watch the last episode of It's Virtually a Podcast. Where we oh, I bet it. you guys covered that. <laughs> you covered that in detail. After the thrilling success of the Gaia Seed Kickstarter, transmedia company Bifrost Bridge Studios has turned its sights to Patreon. Through their crowdfunding campaign, you can gain access to the page-by-page -page graphic novel blending neurodiversity with utopian ideals, their science fantasy tale, Gaia Seed, as well as high-res digital content and rare physical content, even awesome retro gaming gear such as we've been giving away on Wednesday nights on Twitch. Help build the future by encouraging technical literacy and empowering young voices by visiting patreon.com forward slash Bifrostbridge Studios. Link in the description below. Summerfelt R, serious question. If you were young enough, did your parents have a hard time letting you play this game because of the blood, which wasn't much? I had to hide it from my mom. I actually didn't remember blood in this game. Is there blood? When you Is die. there blood? I think blood, blood covers die. the screen from the top. Oh, well, like the James Bond, yes. like shaky. Yeah, but I just remember people exploding, not that there's blood. That's the yeah, there's shoot bullet holes. Shoot the I cardboard mean, box. It explodes. Shoot the door. It, like, it explodes. Like bodily dismemberment is worse than a little bit of blood, I think. But for I mean, some reason, I, there's just like a version of blood. I was playing Turok six months earlier, so I'm sure it was fine. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I was old enough. Though. Yeah, I was old enough that that wasn't an issue. But I mean, rewind to late 80s movies like i was watching movies <laughs> i should never have watched at like eight and nine years old yeah um, alien <laughs> alien predator terminator yeah. like and uh pretty in pink and and well <laughs> they did stop me from that one but no they uh like they're on what was their platoon on the nes i had that game platoon I saw the movie a little bit later, but I was like, why did they make this on a Nintendo wow. Entertainment yeah. System? Apocalypse <laughs> Now for Super Nintendo. Like, wait, like my dad knew what Platoon was, and then he saw I got the game. He's like, oh, cool. I hope it's fun. Like, did he not fun. think it was going to mimic the movie? <laughs> so, wow. Yeah. yeah that's funny. So they didn't mind. I, they would have totally let me play even if I was, you know, like seven, eight or nine. Yeah, what a but, time. I mean, I remember having like Terminator, Predator, Alien, Xenomorph action figures. Like you go and oh, see yeah. a movie or you watch it at home, rental. I had the alien action and, figures. Those are awesome and grotesque. Yeah, like marketing them to kids. They're like, <laughs> kids see this movie. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> watch this thing. Here's a chest burster. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <it's laughs> it with Comes with this guy. <laughs> what an insane time to be alive. Yeah. Crazy.
Uh, Aros Elric asks, do you think shooters will ever go back to cheat codes instead of mods, loot crates, and microtransactions? Please, can they? Please. Yeah, that would be nice. A little, a little bit of things we want that won't happen for five hundred, Alex. Oh man, I just got sad. And final question: Reels Games asked, separate the men from the boys. Guys, big boy pants on. How do you kill Baron Samedi? Mm. Ooh, does anybody know? Huh? How do you kill Baron Samedi? Uh, presumably, you shoot him. You do. Well, with the what gun. is a Baron Samedi? I don't know. He's the villain in the very final secret level, Egyptian. Oh, so do you know? Oh, I remember that level. Yeah, 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 I didn't you recall. Have to shoot him with a golden shoot. gun. Yeah, yeah I shoot him with a golden gun. Okay. Yeah. So the ABXY wins. Who wins. has the big boy pants is grant abxy reviews congratulations i did it today i am did it i am gonna say today, i was like he just did it like a couple hours ago <laughs> he's actually the villain from one of the roger moore movies crap what's the one with the voodoo oh roger moore that's Sandy live and let die too. is that live and let no. die can we talk about timothy yes. dalton movies I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Timothy Dalton, best Bond theme, View to a Kill, was Timothy Dalton. Movie, pretty good. Wasn't it? Or no, that's Roger Moore. That is Roger Moore. Oh. Never mind. Oh. Another they point for more. Bond movies after Connery anyway. So, uh, Well, folks, I mean, the one th- constant on this episode was that we we agreed and we also disagreed. And it's okay to disagree. In fact, it's more interesting when you disagree. Agreed. Ah, oh, darn it. I Some, <laughs> sometimes I just disagree to be a jerk. Yeah, I mean, it's more interesting. Con- <laughs> like, think about it like conflict in a story. Like, you don't, you can't have a story if you don't have conflict. So, yes, you can. Ooh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> got it. All right, you guys. I got it. Got it. Such a burn. burn. Top three Mage Cast episodes. Top three. Oh, this was good. This was giddy. <laughs> This is getting. I swore once upon a time when we did the the Turtles in Time podcast that I would never do another four player podcast, and this one changed my mind. You just had the right four. I just had the right. Well, the last time was freaking chaos. It was insane. We sang the the TMNT theme song. That's the four of us and took turns. That was hardcore. Um, but we sang a little bit tonight, so it's okay, Dan. Mm. Uh, where can our listeners find you? <clears throat> I am on Twitter at Retrologic Games. I do a lot on t- fun, cool, s- silly stuff on Twitter, so please follow me. And then uh, as far as the podcast goes, uh, the website Retrologic.Games is where you can find the link to our Discord. You can check out my merch store where I have very comfortable tri-blend fair trade fabric branded t-shirts with my logo on them, which I'm very proud Dang. of. They're very cool. Go check them out. At least go look at it and go drool and then don't spend the $30 or whatever. No, spend um, the $30. Do it. I'll promo for you. Spend Thank the $30. You. Thank you very much. I worked very hard. I've, I worked yeah. very hard to like source all of that. So I'm really hope people buy them. Um, yeah. All there's stickers and stuff too. If you don't want to spend $30, but you know, I'm just saying <laughs> um, uh, also on there is our blog where we have cool stuff we did a whole series about comparing virtual consoles across different nintendo consoles and seeing which one's the best uh spoiler alert the switch is still the best and then um uh what else is there 
um, oh, their music ba- the music history podcast, Retro Groove, um, which is run by my brother, who's an avid vinyl collector. Very, very cool. They did a whole episode about uh, the Tony Hawk soundtrack. So go check mm. that out. Yeah. Ooh, interesting. Out. Speaking to me right there. <clears throat> yeah. Really, really good episode. Also, uh, there's always a corresponding Spotify playlist with each episode, so you can kind of listen along while you oh, listen. Yeah, very cool. That's me. Boom. Brent, where can our listeners find you? Uh, in between the two guests that have stuff going on, apparently. Um, <laughs> I, I can promo for you if you want. I mean, I can. I know everything that you do. Uh, I don't have much going on right now. You can find me on Twitter at ABXY underscore reviews. And I also write video game reviews and make video game mix playlists for the pixels, the dash pixels.com. Yeah, we got one coming. Yep, I'm working on one right now. Almost done. Are we allowed to talk about it at all? If you want to. Mm, it's got the blues. It does have the blues. The blues. The blues. This is now like a jazz radio. The blues. Now, listen for ABXY brings the blues. Woke up this morning. Had to do a podcast. I guess I was doing jazz, not really blues. It doesn't matter. It's the same thing. Blues is jazz. What do I know about music? Oh, ABXY is going to start. He's going to Hey, if you want to learn about the blues, guess what? <laughs> I'm working on a mix right now. Boom. And this is video game blues music. I mean, I couldn't think of like you were like like the earthbound scene. I was like, because that's the only one I can think of. So good luck. And he did it. He did it. It's coming out. So look forward to that. Uh the dude is streaming also. Yes, it follow the man on Twitch. Yeah, follow yeah. him on Twitch. Spread the love. Yeah. Um go there and heckle him. While he plays Hollow Knight, totally yeah. calmly. Yeah. Totally calmly. Yeah, I'm in the <laughs> pantheons now, so it's nothing uh, but relaxation. That's just peaceful. Yeah. Yep. Sanity. Might as well be yeah. a farming sim. Uh, <laughs> sanity. Aaron, my friend, how, how you survived. You're I here. did. I yeah. made it. You made it. Looks like I we mean, made it. You're so old, I didn't <laughs> think you were going to survive the podcast. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> <laughs> roasted it's true roasted burn my centrum silver helped uh keep me vi- <laughs> revitalized man where can our listeners find you uh yes i'm mostly active on the twitter uh, at uh, sanity crypto all one word uh i have an instagram there too but i haven't shared in a while so don't worry about that one uh you can find me on twitch too but usually uh I, on the podcast i rarely stream on my own account uh, but you'll see me in a bunch of retro streamers chats and also Reds chats too. I also I mod He's a and mod. try. Yes, yes. I have a green sword that I slay bots Dude. and evil doers. And it's an but, amazing uh, mod too. When he's not on his cell phone, he's amazing. Yeah, when, when I'm not on mobile, I, <laughs> I'm quite responsive. But that 18 second delay is nah, yeah, ugh, you, that mobile gives you is terrible. Yeah. Uh, but uh, otherwise, yeah, it's virtually a podcast. Is what I'm uh, doing right now. Every Mondays and Thursdays at uh, 6 p.m. Pacific Standard. Uh, and again, put the kids to bed first because um, definitely um, rated them for mature. Kind yeah, of fun. put your kids to bed. Oh. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
<laughs> By the way, all of Dan's uh, works are clean except for when he guests on yes. Mage yeah, Cast. <laughs> Very true. Very true. Wow. Well, it was nice knowing you guys. I don't know that we'll ever talk again, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, Red, maybe when you have four people on, don't have two ADHD people. Bad on news. <laughs> it's not like I screen you guys before. Well, like, you should. I'd love to have you on the show, but do you have ADHD? Yeah. Fill out this checklist. <laughs> You've got one ADHD, one OCD, and one yeah. bipolar. Can't have it. Sorry. <laughs> no, get out. What a podcast, you guys. Thanks thanks for your time, gentlemen. Thanks for being on. Thanks for sharing your Thanks for having me on memories. again, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Always you. a good great time. Great times. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. great. Let's, all right. Play us out, Dan. What? It's in the notes. You didn't see it? No. P-L- look, P-L-U-G <laughs> at the bottom. Play l- us out. Dan. Do you want me to, to beatbox for you? I can do like a boom. Boom. Perfect. Who's going to start singing? That was great. Nobody. Oh, you want to sing? I think ABXY should sing. ABXY should sing. He should sing one of the Bond songs. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> With a golden egg. <laughs> oh, beautiful. Okay, I'm glad I got it. I'm glad we got it. We're done now. Right. Okay. <laughs> I got I got one thing out of you guys. That was perfect. <laughs> Thanks for listening. I'm the Wellred Mage, and you can find me at the Wellred Mage on Twitter and Twitch, ready to entertain you. If you liked what you heard, please leave us a review on Apple, Podchaser, or Spotify. Don't forget about early access for patrons at patreon.com forward slash the pixels and our main site the pixels.com i appreciate you this episode may be over but the legend will live on passed down by the dwarves the elves and the dragons